Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. Bounces off tackle, spins at the 35, shakes off another defender to five, spins into the end zone, touchdown Sealands Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day from the heart of Seal Nation, driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game, the Heartland Conference, and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Welcome to Kent Memorial Stadium in Chimokin and welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the strip in Humble's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by my broadcast partner, Dave Hess. Tonight on Eagle 107, the Sealands Grove Seals take on the Shemokin Indians, who entered tonight at 2-4 and four following their loss a week ago to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, 35-14. to 14. The Seals even the record at 3-3 three and three with a convincing win over the Loyal Sox Lancers. Now in this series, they've had 28 games. Seals Grove leads the all-time series, 19 wins and 9 losses. Before last season, Seals Grove had won the previous 14 games, outscoring the Indians 538 to just 147. <clears throat> Before last week's loss, 2003, that was the last time Schmokin beat the Seals. They did it twice that year. First meeting since 1989, the Seals were defeated 28-7 to in the regular season in 2003 and then fell four weeks later, 17-3, in the District 4 Triple A Championship game. Last year, Schmokin's first-year head coach, Henry Hanasi, completed the task of beating the Seals Grow Seals. So as I welcome Dave into the conversation, the Seals were stunned by Schmokin a year ago, and now this game carries heavy weight into the status of the program long-term and also the team's short-term goals for 2019. So where does the majority of that weight fall for the Seals Grow Seals here tonight? Well, they just—they've got to get the job done. This—this uh, this is a must-win situation for the Seals. We're battling for home field position for the playoffs. This is—this is a rival game. It's a game that uh, got out of hand for us last year, and so we did some redemption in, in order here tonight, Pat. So, Seals Grove has to play their game. They fell behind 13 to two. Seals Grove had gotten a safety to cut into a 13-point lead, and as you said, it got out of hand quickly, and Schmokin stunned the Harold L. Bullock Memorial. Uh, field crowd last year and losing 44 to 8 and as I said so that means there's a lot riding on this game not only try to avenge the stun uh, loss study loss a year ago but also there's still a lot to play for within district 4 trying to get yourself into that district playoffs and trying to reach the highest seat possible so these games on the road become very important that way and when we talk about what Seals Grove was able to do last week against a good Lowell Sock Lancer team, remember, Dave, Lowell Sock came in, and they were able to do uh, run, pass uh, in their first five games. But Seals Grove shut down that freshman running back hill for the Lowell Sock Lancers and really gave Cavanaugh their quarterback trouble through the entire game. And you, you've made this point many times that the Seals are, are terrific against the featured back, and, and that happened last week. And, yeah, you, you are absolutely correct, Pat. Um, what? Coming into that game, they, they looked great. 
but it was it really was total domination by the Seals, I thought, Friday night. It was a great game. Now, what's come to Shemokin is they have gone one-dimensional. The rushing game is not uh, apparent right now. They have not scored a touchdown in their last four games. Now, they do have two capable receivers. Their quarterback is capable as well. They've had some big nights, so they will look to pass the ball. Uh, but as uh, you know, even Sean Gary was saying, with Henry Hanoski, you know his emphasis is trying to establish a running game, and you need that. And we talked about that with Seals Grove as they move throughout the year, and if they're potentially headed to – play Jersey Shore at Jersey Shore, the running game for both these teams is going to have to be very good here tonight if they want to continue to move throughout the season and be successful. Yeah, you don't you don't win uh, championships with it unless you have a balanced attack offensively and and you if you're if you're one-sided, uh, you know, leaning on on the pass real heavy, they'll exploit you sooner or later they'll exploit because you're you're just you, you're only putting on the field half of what you of what you should be able to do. So, yeah, this is uh, it's it's a big developmental night for the Seals and and Shimokan. Shimokan spends a whole lot of time on their power run game. They they spend a whole lot of time. They have they have a whole lot of different um, backfield formations that they'll put on the field, and and they'll take all that and configure it into inside and outside zone run games. And they have yet to really be successful with that from what I've seen on film. So, it, but the seals we've got to get back to where we were that first drive against Lewisburg. Uh, we ran the ball right down their throats. Yeah, and that night they shown at 25 carries for 157 yards, and obviously that's what we're looking for from this team. We'd love to see that develop here tonight against the Schmokin Indians. Schmokin comes in at two and four, and now they've they've had some big battles, uh, kind of the similar schedule to Seals Grove against some very good teams, North Schuylkill, also Southern Columbia, and then they played Jersey Shore. For Seals Grove, they had Southern Columbia, so that's a, a common opponent. But Seals Grove also had Berwick, and we both teams have had to play Jersey Shore falling to Jersey Shore. So these teams have very very common opponents and a common level of scheduling between these two teams. So a lot of times you say, okay, where are we? And that's why I'm putting such a heavy emphasis on this game about the status of the program. Are we at a point where we can feel like we're moving forward and get to a seven-win season? Or are we at a point where we're not there yet? And that's why I think this is such an F heavy emphasis in the state of the program. And, and I completely agree with your assessment, Pat. Uh, this is this is a huge game for us. And, yeah, if if we don't get better tonight, it, a seven-win season's out the window. And, and, and we've got this is an opportunity for us because I think that we can do some things against this team. And Seals Grove had success a week ago against Loyal Sock. They did run the ball. Ryan Almond had his first touchdown of the season. It was a great drive where Seals Grove was able to work it down the field and put it in the end zone and then try to com- combo that with some good special teams play. Two interceptions that led to two big runbacks, one by T. Hoover and the other by Josh Nyland. Well, we have a lot to cover, obviously, and we'll take a look at other games going on part of Sunbury Broadcasting family as we'll hear from the Shikalimi Braves uh, announcers, that's uh, Kevin Herr and Dave Ritchie, also from the Lewisburg Green Dragons, get their perspective. Plus, we'll hear from head coach Derek Hicks, all that part of Seals Game Day here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Weaver's Tire Service in Northumberland supports Sealands Grove Seals football and all athletes. Because like sports teams, Weaver's Tire's customers come from all over. And to prove it this season, tell Weaver's you heard this commercial on Seals football. No matter where you live, and you get a super sports special. I don't know what it is. See Weaver's for details. They've got tires, passenger and commercial to farm, service, oil changes and inspection to repair, and two road crews to bring home the win. Weaver's Tire Service, Route 11 Northumberland, weaverstires.com, and on Facebook. 
look. Here at Murray Motors Chevrolet, we are big enough to serve you, small enough to know your name. From sales, service, parts, and our body shop, Murray Motors Chevrolet brings you a bigger, better selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, including the area's best certified pre-owned inventory. Our new inventory is expanding to an all-time high. We offer the only lifetime powertrain warranty and price match guarantee on all new Chevrolet models. Murray Motors Chevrolet, located a half mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove, or online at murraychevy.com. Powertrain warranty does not include commercial vehicles. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glix installed the heat and glow inserts and fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Colhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glix Heat and Glow products. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees Apply. We are Eagle 107. Game day here, Kent Memorial Stadium, getting ready for the Sealands Grove Seals and the Shimokan Indians. Sealands Grove coming at three and three. Shimokan at two and four. A big game here, matchup between these two teams, and we'll talk more about Shimokan and Sealands Grove as we lead up to game time at the top of the hour. But before we do that. We check in with Shikalimi that got a 36-point win a week ago, beating Central Mountain 50-14. to 14. This week, they'll try to end Lewisburg's three-game win streak. So let's hear from the voice of the Shikalimi Braves, Kevin Hurt, covering the Braves on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Well, you'd think this was a bye week by all the talk that's been around a Week 8 matchup, but that's far from the truth. Tomorrow night, Shikalimi will be celebrating their 2019 homecoming by playing host to the 4-2 Lewisburg Green Dragons in a matchup here in Week 7 that is definitely not a bye. Shikalimi's coming into Saturday night's matchup with a lot more confidence after that 50-14 win on the road at Central Mountain where they cranked out over 450 yards total offense. Drew Ballestrini found a new scoring target with Davis Marshall They connected for touchdowns of 35 and 19 yards, while Balestrini found Braden Long for a 19-yard score later on in the second quarter. The Braves' defense intercepted Zane Probst three times in the game and found four turnovers overall, allowing the offense to turn three of them into points. It also got a turnover with an interception on the first drive for Central Mountain that almost made it into the Shikolimi red zone when things got started on Friday night. The Shikolimi defense did break twice in the game, giving up a 70-yard touchdown reception by Connor Sue. That was in the first half. Then a 77-yard rushing touchdown to Ryan Pence late in the fourth quarter when the game was pretty much over. Tomorrow night, though, the Braves face another team with some balance in Lewisburg. Containing Nick Shedleski, one of the focuses for the Shikolimi defense, with the other looking at running back Ethan Dominic. Yeah, Max Moyers may not be there, but Lewisburg still has some talented running backs that could give the Shikolimi defense some trouble. It's going to be a tough challenge for the defense to sell out on the run, 
because that's when Shedleski can find man-to-man coverage and then an open receiver for a big play. This is a much-improved Shikolami team from earlier in the season. Not only does Lewisburg need to prepare for the wing tee, but they have to prepare for and adjust to Shikolami's four receiver sets that they've now had so much success with. Lewisburg and Shikolami tomorrow night, 5.30 on News Radio 1070 WKOK, WKOK.com, and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Kickoff with Matt Catrillo and myself will be at 6. I'm Kevin Herb for Seals Game Day on Eagle 107. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal, home, and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Here's Kyle from WNL Subaru to introduce the new draft picks for the impressive 2020 Subaru lineup. Check out the newly redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback and Legacy models. They offer a new rugged and sporty design and upgraded technology with 11 inches of touchscreen control. Come explore the 2020 Subaru Outback and Legacy models today at WNL Subaru in Northumberland. Drive like a champion with a new Subaru from WNL. Find us online at WNLSubaru.com. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man and Milton. After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man and Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support. At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1915. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. And satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. In the last five games between these two teams, Seals Grove's outscored Chamokin 167 to 71. Seals Grove averaging over 33 points per game in the last five games by holding Chamokin to just 14.2 points per game. The win margin. 33 points for the Seals Grove Seals. That includes two shutouts. But, again, we'll talk more about this matchup between the Seals and the Shemokin Indians coming up shortly. Now, Lewisburg currently 4-2 and and riding a three-game win streak and are heavy favorites against the Shikolimi Braves, who got their first win a week ago, as we heard from Kevin Herb. And now it's time to check in with Greg Wetzel. It's he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. It is Saturday night football again for the Green Dragons, this week as they travel to Sunbury to take on the Shikolami Braves. The Green Dragons come into the game with a record of 4-2 after defeating the Bloomsburg Panthers by a score of 31-10. Shikolami has a record of 1-5 after defeating Central Mountain by a score of 50-14 for the first win of the season. Last week, Lewisburg played in a weather-delayed game that lasted until after 11.30 Saturday night. 
Lewisburg lost their all-state running back, Max Moyers, early in the first quarter of that game, and the coaching staff made adjustments during a second weather delay and got Ethan Spalding involved in the offense. Nick Shaleski moved to linebacker and contributed two sacks and nine overall tackles. On offense, Shaleski completed 14 of 19 passes for 184 yards and two touchdowns. He also ran for one touchdown. Chicklemy went up to Central Mountain and won their first ball game. Quarterback Drew Balestrini led the Braves to that win as he completed 11 of 18 passes for 191 yards and three touchdowns. He also rushed for 65 yards and a touchdown. Lewisburg needs to limit their turnovers and play excellent defense again tomorrow night. It will be extremely important for the Green Dragons to get pressure on Balestrini and keep him in the pocket so he doesn't make big plays with his feet when a play breaks down. Game time is Saturday night at 6 o'clock with a pregame show at 5.30 on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. All right, Greg, thanks very much. Enjoy your night off. Look forward to hearing from you tomorrow night. Sean Carey, we're in studio as Seals game day continues. As we check the AccuWeather tonight for Shemokin, game time temperature at 7 will be 52 degrees and will be down to the mid-40s by the end of the game. We check our high school football scoreboard. Uh, games we'll be watching across the valley tonight. We'll have them posted at eagle107.com. Mifflinburg at Loyal Sock. Wellsboro coming down to Alumni Field tonight to go up against the Milton Black Panthers. Central Columbia at South Williamsport. It is the Battle of the Old Shoe tonight as Montgomery looks to retain the old shoe for the second straight year. It's Montgomery at Muncie. Midwest at Nativity BVM, Newport at Line Mountain, Upper Dauphin at Juniata, Hazleton at Berwick, Mount Carmel at Hughesville, Columbia Montour Votech in Renova tonight, go up against the Bucktail Bucks, Danville at Montoursville, Southern Columbia at Thompson Street Stadium, the Tigers versus the Bulldogs, Bloomsburg at Warrior Run, and Tri-Valley at Millersburg. So again, get those scoreboard updates all night long at eagle107.com. Just click the banner, High School football scoreboard here on eagle 107 tomorrow afternoon we will have bucknell homecoming from lewisburg at christy matthewson memorial stadium as the orange and blue take on holy cross as they begin patriot league play we'll have our pregame at 1 30 with head coach dave Cicchini and kick off at two with doug birdsong kevin her and matt catrillo checking baseball from this afternoon the playoffs are underway the divisional series houston defeated tampa bay six to two now in the bottom of the sixth inning, the Braves are up one nothing over St. Louis. St. Louis won last night, so the Braves are looking to even up that divisional playoff series tonight. Next hour, it's Minnesota at the Yankees, and late night tonight, it's the Nationals at the Dodgers. Dodgers lead that series one game to none. Take a quick break. We'll head back to Kent Memorial Stadium in Shemokin. More Seals Indians talk leading you up to the kickoff at 7 tonight. It is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors on Eagle 107. Watto Chiropractic. We provide care for your injuries and back pain that doesn't use drugs and avoids the risks of surgery. Hi, this is Dr. Watto. If you're suffering, call us. The sooner you begin care, the sooner you can get relief. We'll help you recover naturally. Call Watto Chiropractic at 570-539-2600 or visit us on the web at wattochiropractic.com. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. 
Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawinds Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all SEALs throughout your career from Seawinds Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawinds Grove. Go SEALs! Honey, now what are you doing? I'm listening for the best pumpkin sounds. That works with watermelons, not pumpkins. Why are you knocking on all of them? I want to pick out the ones that are going to fly the farthest and smash the best. Oh, right. You and the pumpkin chunkin'. Well, at least leave some for other people. You're embarrassing me. Ooh, the corn cannon. I'm so torn between the pumpkin chunkin', the corn cannon. I just can't decide. Oh, brother. I'm heading to the Coles Hayride. Bye. Get your tickets for the events at Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm. Visit colesstonyhill.mazeplay.com or colesstonyhill.com for maize and Christmas shop hours. Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm, located on Mexico Road, Milton, or at colesstonyhill.com. This is Eagle 107. And after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with the Sunbury Motors game night. It's Sunbury Motors game night after the game here on Eagle 107 in the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. This is Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess, who's getting ready for the Seals Grove Seals and the Shemokin Indians as we moved in the second half of the season, diving deeper into the 2019 season. Games become more important and carrying a lot more heavy emphasis on winning as you're trying to make your push to the postseason. We have a Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week, and it features the 6-0 Montoursville Warriors hosting the 4-2 Danville Ironman. We'll keep an eye on that game throughout the night. And again, we call the Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week. Now, emphasis on Sealens Grove here tonight, trying to get an offense going, trying to make uh, getting more production, especially in the passing game. And as you move throughout the season, it gets colder, it gets windier. That's going to become more difficult. But when you look at Danny a week ago, and it was a tale of two halves, the first half looking sharp, 8 for 10, 78 yards. But, boy, second half went to 1 to 6 for only 5 yards, and he had a big throw to Christian Kantz when he rolled to his left. But, you know, right now for Danny and for the whole passing, uh, the, the passing part of it, Boy, there's still a lot of growth, and, and nobody would tell you anything different. Danny would tell you the same thing. Still a lot of growth needs to come in that passing game as they move throughout the season. Yeah, it, it looks to me like um, it, we're still processing rather than just playing. It, it looks like there's still some thinking going on. And, uh, you know, it, especially with in high school football, I think that one thing you have to do is you've got to be able to get the ball and get rid of it quickly and establish a short pass game, the one-step pass game, they might call it, where you it's a catch and throw. And, and we've got to get to the point where we can do that because – so many times I see I see I see our people processing the pass play, and in the meantime, Danny's getting pressure, and uh, we've got to we've got to go beyond that and just play in the moment. And the other thing we talked about it's got to start with a good snap. Uh, maybe even we we saw a little bit more under the center stuff when they went to some of the rushing game stuff. So I'm sure the coaching staff continue breaking film down, as you're saying, Dave, and just trying to find that right mix of what's going to be positive because we do have explosive opportunities with like Josh Nyland. Christian Kantz, he had the big catch. He had uh, 70 yards receiving last week with three only on three catches, and he had that big first quarter catch that I mentioned about 33 yards. So, you know, and the other thing is these long drives. They did have a nine-play drive a week ago, but they also only had a one-play drive. Now on the other side, Loyal Cyclancers, they had two double-digit uh, pass or uh, play 
drives last week and really was able to take the ball down the field by the run and the pass. But again, right now focusing on the passing game for Seals Grove. Again, Christian Kant had a big night last week with that big 33-yard catch. But uh, we'll have to see whether they can make those minor adjustments and see if you can get like a nylon going or get the ball to Brett Forsum and see if they can make a play. Now for the Smoking Indians, passing has been their main thing. When you look at Nathan Grimes, the starting quarterback for Shemokin, 47 completions on 94 attempts, 708 yards, 7 touchdowns, and 7 picks. But also Grimes, under 100 yards and a win over Milton, losses to North Schuylkill, Southern, and Jersey Shore. So he has not put up big numbers and, and from that point. But they are potentially big plays, and that's what we've seen from them. And you saw that in against the Lewisburg game. They got out to a good start, able to put up big offensive numbers through the air, and that's going to have to be an ongoing concern for the Seals Grove Seals defense, especially when you see the length and the size in these two receivers in Mosser and also in Chicatano. Yeah, it's 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 almost like uh, we say the same thing every week, but we're once again we have five eight cornerbacks out there against six foot two receivers, which is it's, it's a challenge. But I think by this by now we've got to be getting better at uh, at at defending those big tall guys, you know. And and uh, yeah, I, they their quarterback throws the ball well when he's on. Uh, and but uh, the th- I, the thing I see is that this, their offensive line. They're doing a lot of different things, and I think they get a little confusion sometimes when they pass block on film. I saw that. So, you know, especially with our defensive front, the way we shift around and bring people from all directions could create a lot of problems for their passing game. Mentioned about Chicatano, 22 catches, 316 yards, and three touchdowns. His strongest game came against Central Mountain, where he had seven catches for 150 yards and a touchdown. Now, for Lewisburg, he against Lewisburg, gets seven catches for 75 yards and also a touchdown. For Joe Mosser, 14 catches on the season, 262 yards and three touchdowns. Had great games against Central Mountain, where he had five catches for 85 yards. And against Lewisburg, he had four catches for 110 yards and three touchdowns. And also, Mosser has a 90-yard interception return versus Jersey Shore last week. But so they're capable guys. It's something Seals Grove's going to have to deal with. They did some two safety looks, Brandon Heil or uh, Kissinger back there with Teague Hoover. And Teague Hoover is a difference maker in that defensive backfield, and he definitely makes receivers have to keep an eye on where he is because with his small stature, you wouldn't know it the way he brings it. And, uh, again, that offensive attack for the Smoking Indians will have to keep an eye on him. We're going to talk more about this matchup. Again, it's the 2-4 and four Smoking Indians hosting the 3-3 three and three Seals Grove Seals. We'll take a break. Come back. And we're going to hear from the head man, Coach Derek Hicks, here very shortly. All part of Seals Game Day here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. TD, PAT, QB, all are important when playing football. And here's an important ingredient for playing the game of life. CPA, as in Bill Booker CPA. Bill's a great team member for all your accounting needs, income taxes, payroll, and bookkeeping. No matter if it's for one person or a whole business like your team on the field, Bill gets things done. He does the absolute best for all his clients. Get him on your winning team. Call him, William D. Booker, 374-7343, or visit him on Market Street in Sequels Grove, right next to the American Legion. 
Your exciting new TV experience is here. TiVo from Service Electric Cablevision is smarter, faster, and easier to use. With live TV, recordings, video on demand, and streaming apps all in a single place. When you're looking for something new, TiVo's recommendations are tailored to you. Voice-powered, personalized results help you find what you want faster. And you can experience the unlimited potential of smart home. The new experience from TiVo is here. Call SECV today or visit secv.com slash TiVo to learn more. Honey, now what are you doing? I'm listening for the best pumpkin sounds. That works with watermelons, not pumpkins. Why are you knocking on all of them? I want to pick out the ones that are going to fly the farthest and smash the best. Oh, right. You and the pumpkin chunkin'. Well, at least leave some for other people. You're embarrassing me. Ooh, the corn cannon. I'm so torn between the pumpkin chunkin', the corn cannon. I just can't decide. Oh, brother. I'm heading to the Coles Hayride. Bye. Get your tickets for the events at Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm. Visit colesstonyhill.mazeplay.com or colesstonyhill.com for maize and Christmas shop hours. Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm, located on Mexico Road, Milton, or at colesstonyhill.com. Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. Eagle107.com 6.30 on Eagle 107, halfway through Seals game day. So we are 30 minutes away from kick at Kemp Memorial Stadium between the Shimokan Indians and the Seals Grove Seals. Let's talk about hidden yardage and go back to last week's game with the Seals and the Loyal Sock Lancers. Despite the 17-point Seals Grove win over Sock, the Lancers outgained Seals Grove by over 50 yards, and there was a lot of hidden yardage that set up Seals touchdowns. The second Seals Grove touchdown was a 56-yard punt return. It was set up by Brett uh, by Brett. Brett Four, which gave the Seals the ball at Loyal Sox 15-yard line. With the Seals' third touchdown, he had the 50-yard interception returned by Teague Hoover. That brought the ball to the Loyal Sox 38-yard line. And then the final Seals score of the night was the 50-yard interception returned by Josh Nyland. That set up the Seals Grove Seals at the first and goal uh, from the two-yard line. So we'll see if we can get more splash plays like that tonight as the Seals look to avenge that huge homecoming loss last week to Shemokin. Shemokin and the Seals 30 minutes away. Dave Hess had a chance to speak with head coach Derek Hicks. We'll have that interview for you in just a moment as we continue Seals game day. Driven by Sunbury Motors, Sunbury Motors, Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, North 4th Street, Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors, Kia on the Strip, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf on Eagle 107. Injury, pain, suffering. People turn to expensive, addictive drugs and surgery before considering other options for pain. Healing, moving, living. Shemokin Dam Health Center treats the cause of your injury, not just the symptoms. To relieve pain and restore your body to health, when you're ready to work again, Play again, live again. Call 743-4333. Hey everyone, now is the time to come in and talk to me. Hi, I'm Courtney from Aaron's. There's great specials, no credit check, free setup and delivery. And guess what? Flexible payments and easy pay. And I, Courtney, invite you to visit our new location at 1102 North High Street, Sealands Grove. Or don't forget to visit at errands.com. Hope to see ya. 
You know fall is the perfect time to take a day trip to visit the many local and New York wineries, breweries, sporting events, and much more. And the professional chauffeurs at Central PA Limousine and Car Service will help make it a day to remember. Choose from their fleet of luxury sedans, custom-built limousines, or shuttle vehicles that can seat up to 27 passengers. Like Sealands Grove Football, experience excellence in motion with Central PA Limousine and Car Service. For details, call Central PA Limousine and Car Service at 570-556-4777 or visit cpalimoride.com. Eagle107.com This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien and Coach Hicks. Hi, this is Dave Hess. We're here with Coach Hicks uh, prior to the Seals game with Shemokin at uh, Kent Memorial Stadium. Um, Coach Hicks, any thoughts on your team preparation this week? No, uh, you know, like I said last week, another good week. These guys, um, you know, mentally and, and getting prepared for things, that they're starting to figure it out, and they're doing a great job. Uh, you know, even on the bus ride here, I have T. Hoover coming up to me with uh, looking at films, still asking questions, making sure things are good. That's T. Hoover, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, I like that kid's attitude, uh, Coach. Um, defensively for the Seals, I noticed that Shemokin uh, does a lot of inside power run game. They do some play action pass. They do some other things. Looks like they run out of a, a multitude of backfield formations. Any concerns uh, that you have specifically about their offense? Um, no, you know, it's just more to prepare for. Uh, I think after they watch the sock film, I fully expect them to try and hit the tight end, something they did a lot of, and uh, Loyal Sock had some success against us. Uh, but reading the paper today, I know Henry said he's been real pleased with his heavy set, and uh, when they, they get three backs in the backfield and just try and pack the box and go power football. So, uh, you know, what we saw in film and then what they read in the paper today, I, I, I won't be shocked if they come out and just try and go power against us. Yeah, because I, I, like you say, they, they'll put five. Five people to one side of the center, two people off, they run a tackle over all that heavy set. And then they'll run those, sometimes they'll even run those jumbo backs like you see it, uh, like you see with Berwick. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, that was something I brought up this week. I said, uh, you know, this is where the Berwick game pays some dividends because uh, they went with the heavy set, they went with the jumbo backs and uh, tried to do the power football. And, you know, our kids did a nice job of filling gaps, not getting moved. And uh, we were able to get them away from it pretty quickly. So hopefully we can do the same with Schmoke tonight. And, and one of the things that I saw that they seemed to do well, um, at least against uh, Lewisburg, was they, they ran some, some boot pass uh, with some play action in the backfield. Do you see any, any concerns with that, that uh, defensively, things you have to prepare for? No. Um, you know, again, it's responsibility football. Uh, it's going to put our outside backer in a bad spot because uh, you got to run fake. Uh, so they have to respect that. they got to step up for the run, uh, and, and then they're just trying to sneak a back or a tight end or a wing out into the flats behind that backer. So, uh, you know, puts them in a the tough spot, and, uh, you know, cover three, if it starts to become an issue, we can switch to cover two mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, play those flats a little bit better, so we'll kind of see how it shakes out. Yeah, yeah, and, and one thing I did notice about their, their offensive line coach is that they seem to be uh, zone blocking a whole lot, but then they'll they will switch it up with some rule blocking, and they'll pull guards across the center, and they're leading with the fullback and a power back and, and, and all that stuff. Um, but their offensive line does seem like it gets a little porous at times with, with all the, the rule blocking, mixing in with the um, 
with the zone blocking. Any thoughts on that, Coach? No, again, it just comes down defensively to us being active. Um, you know, if they're they're already a little bit confused at times, like you said, uh, so the more active we can be, the more blitzing we can do, hide those blitzes, uh, you know, the, the more effective we can be with confusing them a little bit more. Okay, now what, now we'll switch, we'll switch sides of the ball here. What are you calling their defense? Is that a 6-2, a 4-4? What is that? Uh, on paper this week, we had 4-4 and 6-2. So, uh, you know, I call it more of a 4-4 when the backers are outside backers or back off the ball a little bit. Uh, we call it a 6-2, sometimes even a 6-1 uh, when they get those backers up and they're crashing off the edge a lot like you'd see on the Jersey Shore uh, with their 5-2 DNs. Yeah, and it looked like Jersey Shore had some trouble picking up those those defensive ends from time to time. But um, what now when you see that 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 four four or that six two or, or whatever you might have, what are what are some things that you think might work for you against that? Not that I want to give away the boat here, but but uh, is is there anything you feel you need to stay away from? Is there anything you can lean on? You think against that that defense? Um, you know, it, a couple things. We're, we're looking at some inside stuff. Um, you know, depending on where the inside guys are aligned, something like something as simple as a trap can be effective. Uh, if we can get those DNs, a lot of times they don't necessarily come straight up field, but they try to crash more in their backfield. Um, you know, and if you can catch them in that, the uh, anything outside, any kind of toss, quarterback, uh, quarterback keep option on the outside. Uh, so you know, it's going to depend on basically how those DNs are playing, how we try and attack it. You think? You know, one one of the things that, that always spooked me as an offensive line coach is when I saw four down men in, in three or four point stances, and then I saw two outside backers walked up like defensive ends, and they're just packing the line of scrimmage. You think that they'll react differently to your wide sets, your your, your multiple split ends? Do you think that'll break that up? I hope. I mean, you know, looking at things, if we go three or four wide, um, you know, they have no choice but to kick some guys out. Yeah. Or, you know, they can stay in it and try and go cover zero, and at that point, it's up to our receivers to make a play. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you think you'll get any, any mismatches if you can spread them out? Um, I think so. I mean, you look at the island and the speed he's got and his ability to get open out of the slot. Uh, you know, you match him up on a safety, and uh, I'll take that matchup all day long out of a cover zero. Absolutely. And, and I saw, uh, I, I really saw that a lot with, uh, with Jersey Shore. It looked like they had a little bit of a mismatch from time to time with a, a back on, on a linebacker. So, yep, and yeah. Dan, Danny's done a great job this week of understanding out of that six front, uh, especially if they bring a backer, there might be somebody free. And he's done a nice job of catch, make the read, and get rid of the ball in about two seconds. So, uh, you know, if that carries over to tonight, I think we'll be okay even trying to throw the ball against that. No, I, I agree completely. Now, I did see them, I saw them running some zone uh, coverage on defensively, and I saw them running some man. It looked to me like the zone was a, more of a soft zone where they're playing back off the ball where the short passes might be there. Um, yeah, I was going to say, watching Jersey Shore, they had some success. Uh, just quick hitters, tight ends down the seam, you know, catch the safety back off a little bit. And uh, even on the outside, the corners, when they go zone, the corners are going to give that push knowing that they don't have much help over the top. That's true. There you go. All right, Coach, anything you want to add? No, no, as always, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, anytime you play Schmokin, it's going to be a slobber knocker out here. And, uh, you know, after last year, hopefully these guys can get a little redemption. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Redemption would be a sweet thing tonight. All right, Coach, good luck. God bless you, man. We'll talk to you after the game. All right, thanks.
You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard. But hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. Try the new chicken and waffles basket with fries and syrup. The two for four dollar super snack is back, and the Harvest Berry Pie is the Blizzard of the month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. Mark and Troy here from Zimmerman Motors. It's Ram Power Days, and we're celebrating with huge discounts to get you in the new Ram you deserve. We have a fantastic selection of Rams, all discounted for the special event. And if you own another brand, we can save you up to $10,000 on a new Bighorn model. Ram Power Day discounts all month long. 2019 Ram Quad Cab 4x4 starting at $32,500. 0% financing. It's time to buy that new truck. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man and Milton. After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man and Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com, getting ready to bring you high school football here on Eagle 107. Seals Grove Seals taking the trip to Shemokin to take on the Shemokin Indians. Again, Seals Grove 3-3, three and three, got a win last week against Little Sock Lancers. Shemokin trying to bounce back after a loss last week to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. One thing that Seals Grove's been able to hang their hat on here in 2019, it's been the defense side. One part of the defense they had not seen a lot of, and that was interceptions. But after only intercepting opposing quarterbacks twice in the first five weeks, they get two picks last week, and they're big picks. As uh, Sean talked about in the build-up, the tease and talking to Derek, and regarding the amount of yardage gained on those interceptions as well, as Teague Hoover, Josh Nyland, uh, doubled that total in one game. Hoover picked off Chase Cavanaugh at the Seals Grove 12-yard line midway through the third quarter, and Seals Grove holding a slim 13 to nothing lead. And boy, wasn't that the backbreaker play of the game? And you know they were driving, trying to the Little Cyclanzers were driving, convincing drive they had going, and it looked like they were going to put it in the end zone and cut that lead in half. But boy, uh, Teague Hoover stepped in front of that one, read it perfectly. And that ended up being a huge play in the game, and what a momentum swing for the Seals defense. That certainly was. <clears throat> and and uh, Teague Hoover did a terrific job. Josh Nahn did a great job. Uh, but what really made that happen, in, as far as I'm concerned, is the pressure that the Seals got on the quarterback early on in that game. We got pads on that kid up front real early, and he was thinking about the pass rush rather than where the ball was going at times. And that's uh, that was a great thing. It was a great team effort, but those guys came up big when they had to. I remember you mentioned that in the game and even in the pregame. What's the best way to stop a very uh, successful rushing it or a passing attack? And that's to get to the quarterback and get him on his back, put pressure on him, and, uh, and get him uncomfortable. And that's exactly what Seelensgrove was able to do. And they end up benefiting with the two interceptions. And then for the second time this season, the Seal defense had three players 
players that had 10 tackles. Ryan Allman with 15, Wyatt Metzger with 13, and Teague Hoover with 12. And you know when a lot of those guys are making tackles, you don't always want the safety to be one of your leading tacklers, but the way Teague Hoover plays it, he's up around the line of scrimmage, it's a totally different approach from his safety position. But, boy, it's a wonderful sight. And you mentioned it, Dave, before we went on the air about Wyatt Metzger moving to the middle. He got a lot more involved, and, boy, you saw it. 13 tackles to go along with Ryan Allman's 15 and Teague Hoover's 12. That was a huge move to put Metzger on the inside, and and because he can handle it, he's he's a big kid. He's mature. He's solid. He goes to the ball real well, and he what a game he had! Thirteen tackles, and it what that did is it made way for for Heil to get on the field, who did an outstanding. I thought did an outstanding job at outside linebacker, but. I'll tell you, what, when you talk about Ryan Amit having 15 uh, cat tackles, Wyatt Metzger 13, T. Hoover 12, all in the same game, what you're saying here is there are three incredible desire guys there, and, and they are desire guys. Ryan Amit played like he was possessed last week. He was terrific. Wyatt Metzger, he, just, he was just himself last week. He was just a great player. He never changes. He's just good every time he goes out. And, of course, T. Hoover is the same thing. But, uh, yeah, that, those three were just truly desire guys. You talk about Wyatt Metzger, he had his best game this season defensively, making those 12 tackles, and one was a tackle for loss and two sacks. You remember coming through and just blowing things up. It was a recipe you talked about, Dave, was get to the quarterback, get him uncomfortable, and, boy, Metzger did that back-to-back, got in the backfield, and Chase Cavanaugh never had a chance. That needs to continue, and it's going to have to continue here tonight against Shemokin, who has the potential big play pass potential so these guys are going to have to do similar to what they did and don't be surprised if you see other guys stepping up and doing those kind of things you mentioned brandon heil also micaiah showers those types of guys now they had to hold a running attack down and they did that as well the um david hill who was held to just 38 yards rushing over 40 yards below his season average you mentioned that as well that Seals Grove's done that year in and year out. They're featured back. Seals Grove's been able to game plan for that over the years. Lorson up in Jersey Shore, Bukowski with uh, Montoursville. Whoever it happened to be, they usually do a pretty good job containing. They did that last week against a kid that's just a freshman, and we think we're going to keep an eye on. He's going to be a good one for Lowell Sock Lancers in the future. You better believe it, and and they, they played well. And the Seals, as we had talked about on the way up here, the Seals have a long tradition of, of shutting down featured backs, especially with this 3-5 defense. And that, and this is just, not just this season. This goes way back, way back to the mid-2000s when, when we shut down LaRod Stevens-Howling, who ended up playing for the, the Arizona Cardinals. And he went, went to Pitt, and he was all everything for Johnstown. And we held him to 22 or 22 yards on, wait, 53 yards on 22 carries that night. So, yeah, we've had a long tradition that, and this, this team's no different. It's the same approach. We would expect the same here tonight. Now, they, they, the difference here is... Uh, Schmokin doesn't bring a rushing attack right now that necessarily puts fear in you when you're watching them on film. But, you know, you've been around this game long enough that if you find yourself not preparing for that potential to happen, it ends up biting you in the backside. So Seals Grove doesn't want that to happen. And they know they're going to go to the pass. So those guys back there, T. Hoover and also Nyland, Brett Four, and even Brandon High, when he steps back, are going to have to make big plays. They have good size from the receiver standpoint. So they're going to have to defend that well. And, and you're right earlier, you said it seems like we're saying it each week you you know even last week with Reese Watkins he was a good size receiver but one thing they did do 
was they were able to find, and Derek mentioned in an interview, they found some openings in the middle of that defense. Now, Teague Hoover ended up blowing a couple of those up, but that's something that Derek talked about. They saw it on film, so don't be surprised to see if Shemokin tries to expose the middle of that Seals Grove defense. Yeah, and, and then it's time to go to man up or, or do something different because yeah, that the middle of that defense is generally short. Middle is, is generally Mike Backer, whose first responsibility is run. And once they find that, it's hard to correct. Uh, if they find a, a linebacker flying up on line of scrimmage, not dropping into his middle zone, it's tough. Looking at the history of this game since Eagle 107 has been covered, Seals Grove 11-1 against, and they lost last year 44-8 to the Schmokin Indians. Most points ever scored, 55 points against the Indians. That was in 2009. Uh, least points allowed, zero. In 2012, 14-17, this defense, as we're promoting this defense, they have shut out the Schmokin Indians three times since we've been covering. Top performances, Logan Livey, 320 yards against Shemokin in 2017. In rushing, Javon Batts had 269 yards rushing, three touchdowns on just nine carries. That's almost 30 yards per carry. Garrett Campbell had a great night as well for the Seals Grow Seals against Shemokin, where he had 220 yards, three touchdowns. That was here in 2016 for Garrett Campbell. Now in the receiving department, Ryan Kaiser, he had 176 yards and two touchdowns back in 2009 against the Shemokin Indians. And we talk about tackles, and you go to a guy named Tyler Krebs. 11 tackles in 2012 in the regular season. Sacks, Harley Stahl, he had three in 2011. And from an interception standpoint, let's flash back 2010. Dan Bossier had two picks. Boy, a lot of history here. We're going to step aside, come back. We're getting ready for the opening kickoff. It's the Sealings Grove Seals and the Schmokin Indians. We'll check in with Dave and what he's going to tell us. What's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Sealings Grove Seals? All that and more as we continue here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Track Henny Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Track county Tag Service. Hummel's Wharf is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Track county Tag Service. The Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. At Aubrey Alexander Toyota, we believe the best new cars make the best used cars. Stop in today or check us out online at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Click and see our wide selection of certified used Toyotas. Each comes with a rigorous 160 multi-point inspection, a 12-month, 12,000-mile comprehensive warranty, as well as a 7-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Aubrey Alexander Toyota. We're on the strip in Sealands Grove. And remember, tell them Johnny sent you. As an active person, you might try ignoring a painful injury. But why? Quick treatment can lead to quick recovery. Our team of sports medicine providers at UPMC Susquehanna offer personalized care at each visit. Don't let an injury keep you from the active life you enjoy. Sports medicine at UPMC Susquehanna. Call 570-321-2020. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. It's almost time for kickoff. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess.
ready for the opening kickoff here. Seals and the Shemokin Indians. Neither team has taken the field, but we know we're zeroing in on game time. So, Dave, that's when we throw it to you and say, you know, basically what's going to seal the day for a victory for the Sealands Grove Seals? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. I think Sealands Grove is better. I think Sealands Grove is a better football team. If we would strip away all the X and O's and all that stuff and just fit and match up with them physically, I think we win. So, number one, play your game, guys. Play your game. Number two, protect the football. No stupid mistakes. And number three, grab up as much field position as you can. Our special teams are better. Special teams affect every bit of field position during a game. Play great special, special teams. We'll keep an eye on that as we go throughout the game. You talked about the turnovers. That's something that uh, Smoking has struggled with. They put the ball in the field 14 times. Now, they only lost four of them, but we talked about that before. When you're fumbling, that's a loss of a down and most likely loss of yardage and a lot of times kills momentum, even though you're only losing it four times, but also you add in they haven't been running it an awful lot. They throw a lot more than they than they uh, they run, but when you put it on the turf 14 times, boy, that just kills. And, and, and you know from a coach's standpoint, nothing drives you crazy more than unforced errors, and you're putting the ball on the turf. It just kills everything you're trying to do. There's no question about that, especially when – you fumble 14 times. You only give up two, but those other 12 plays are dead, too. They're dead. So, yeah, you have to protect the football. That's number one. And you do notice that they're they're, they're running with the ball loose. You can see where their problems are. We keep it on our eye on that, and Seals Group has taken advantage of it and been able to get to fumbles. They've recovered six fumbles. They have four interceptions. One was returned for a touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Also, a worth number in looking at and see how good. We talked about how games are choppy, and a lot of times are choppy because of penalties or timeouts needing to be taken at kind of awkward times. Schmoke could struggle with penalties. Eight, averaging 8.5 penalties a game for 75 yards. So that's almost three, that's three quarters of a, tight, of, a, of a football field you're losing through penalties. And also you talk about killing momentum. You know, and you hate when they happen where you think things are going well and you get an unforced penalty. But they're struggling with penalties and putting the ball on the turf. Man, that's going to make things stressful for Henry Hanoski as he's trying to turn his program and his culture around here in Shemokin. That That's exactly right. And and when they when you fumble the ball or when you get, excuse me, when you get penalties, that really messes up your offensive rhythm. And, you know, so many times you get out there and you have a great drive going. And, and it, you really do fall into a rhythm. Into the huddle, out of the huddle, to the line of scrimmage, make your calls, bang, you go, 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 go. And when you do that, when you get a penalty, it throws off that rhythm, it throws off your momentum, it takes everything away from a drive. So those are all big factors here tonight. And Derek Hicks, as he was talking to uh, Coach Hess prior to the game and just about things, trying to get things in rhythm, trying to get things smooth, make good decisions, being sound, not making unforced errors. And as you're trying to make this strong push towards the postseason, this is where Sealands Grove needs to shore things up. We've already talked about it, improving the passing game, you know, just making quick decisions. Boom. One thing I, I, I said to you, Dave, going back, I was at a 7-on-7 seven seven when Derek Pope was coaching Logan Livey, and I heard him say to trust what you're seeing. The windows are small. you got to get rid of it and do it. And I think that's where the growth right now for uh, Danny Shock. Trust what you're seeing and let it fly, and let's make some plays. And that's a very good point because that's the difference between thinking and playing. And you, you've got to get to the point where you have re- you've trusted what you see so many times in practice and games that you get to the point where it's no longer a thought process. You're not judging whether or not you can do it. You just get up there and you do it. You play in the moment. 
and that's where Danny's got to get to tonight. And Seals Grove can improve on that to go along with their defense. As Dave said, they we think coming in, at least on paper, what we've seen on film and the record, Seals Grove is a better team, but that isn't always how it shakes out. You still got to come out, execute, play well, and play strong. And Seals Grove's going to give Schmokin everything they got. Well, that wraps up Seals' game day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincoln's in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors routes Kia routes 11-15 on the strip and Hummel's Wharf. Both teams have taken the field. Seals Grove in their all-white uniforms and white helmets for the Shemokin Indians and all purple uniforms and their white helmets. Captains are taking the field here. If you look at captains, Nate Grimes, quarterback for the Shemokin Indians, also number 82, captain for the uh, Shemokin Indians. And that is Blake Kane, number 79, big 79. That's Brian Hornberger, 6'3", 320 pounds. He's a senior captain. And also number 58, Bartholomew Steve. He's 6'1", 235-pound junior. Seals Grove Seals, that's Trey Bainey along with Nyland, also Nate Schoen, and Danny Schock, captains for the Seals Grove Seals. Dave's going to keep an eye on who's going to get the opening kickoff here because that's make a big difference. Seals Grove won the toss. They deferred, so they're going to kick it to Shemokin to start this one. So Seals Grove will go to the defensive side first, taking a look at the probable starters here tonight. Up front will be Nate Schoen, Vance Metzger, and Trey Bainey. The linebackers, the outside linebackers, Scott Kissinger and Brandon Heil. The inside linebackers, Micaiah Showers and Wyatt Metzger. The middle linebacker Ryan Almond, 5'11", 195 pounds. He's a junior. And the defensive backs, the corner, Brett Four, and also Josh Nyland, the safety, Teague Hoover. And, Dave, we've we've talked a lot about Teague Hoover. And this three, this this defense that you play, 3-5 defense, puts a lot of stress on your safety and what they have to be able to do. And, boy, he's he's been up to every challenge so far, the sophomore safety, to go along with that big, big interception a week ago. Yeah, he, he does it very well. And, one of the things about the Seals Grove defense is all of all of our responsibilities in terms of contain and the alley, the outside run game, are redundant. In other words, we have more than one person who's responsible for that. So many times you're going to find our safety responsible for the alley, which is the run area between the offensive tackle and a wide receiver. And there's nobody better at, at, at coming up on that. And the, first of all, nobody better at determining whether it's going to be a run or a pass. And then attacking that than Teague Hoover. He is aggressive. He, he he reads run pass very quickly. He communicates that to the rest of the defense. And he goes. And, again, it's not a process with him. It's not a thought process. He's seeing things and reacting quickly. Tyler Wary and also number seven back deep. And it's Pearson Wolfgang waiting for the car roll kick. Wolfgang will take it at the 10, puts it on the turf, and then picks it up to the 15. He's up around the right hash, finally hit as he crosses the 25 out to the 30-yard line. Teague Hoover in on the stop along with number 28. That's Hahn making the special team stop, but good field position to start for the Schmokin Indians as they'll have it at their own 30-yard line. Looking at their offense, Nate Grimes, 6'1", 180 pounds. He's a senior. In the backfield, Bryson James and Max Madden. The receiving core is Shikitano and Malser. The tight end is Blake Kane. Up front, the center is Rodermal. The guards, Bartholomew 
and also Hornberger and Washuda are the tackles as we have a flag on the play. It is a legal participation by the Shmokin Indians. Dave, we featured about the penalties and the issues for Shmokin. Boy, you come out of the locker room with some uh, excitement, ready to take on this game and take on the Seals and Seals, and it starts with the penalty. Yeah, illegal participation, which means they had somebody shuffle in there or and come out or somebody to shuffle out should have stayed. I'm not sure what they did. I missed it, but... <laughs> they either had too many people on, on the field or not enough, but, uh, yeah, that wasn't good. Not a good start as they'll walk off five yards, and they'll put wide receivers each time for the Smoking Indians. Snap goes to Grimes. He's going to keep it off the right side. It's got some yardage. He gains back the five yards loss, plus about two more. So it would be a seven-yard pickup for Grimes on the quarterback keeper for the Schmokin Indians again defensively up front shown Bainey and Metzger the linebackers Heil Metzger that's Wyatt Metzger Amit Showers and Kissinger the defensive backs Brett Ford Teague Hoover and Josh Nyland for the Seals Grove defense second down and eight for Schmokin just underway you listen to Seals Grove football on WEGH Northumberland Seals Grove second down and long shotgun for Grimes quick slant this time been underthrown, and they're going to call it incomplete. Shikatano tried to make the adjustment on that, unable to make that catch, and that quickly it's a third down and eight for the Shemokin Indians. Yeah, and they're, they're still on their own 32-yard line. So that's good. We're seeing something we didn't expect to see out of Shemokin. They came out with a with a quarterback and a shotgun, a single back and three wideouts or three receivers, and that's not what we, we, we thought we were going to see. The quarterback kept the ball the first play. That time he threw the ball. He threw a quick slant to the wide receiver out here on the left side. Not successfully, though. Shotgun to Grimes. Another keeper. Hitting the backfield. Makai Showers will take him down before he reaches the 30-yard line. That's going to be a loss on the play of a couple. So number 54, the senior linebacker, races through and makes the stop, and it forces a punting situation for the Indians. And once again, that was uh, again it was a shotgun single back. The the, the back led uh, he he led off left tackle with a quarterback following him in a, in a designed quarterback run. Not what we expected, but it didn't go anywhere. They lost yards on it. So a punting situation here, back deep. Brett Four and Josh Nyland standing inside their own 40-yard line, waiting for the smoke and punt. Punt's going to go away. It's a short punt. It'll be taken by Brett Fro on the run. He's going to be tackled immediately at the 46-yard line. Tackled by number seven, Wolfgang Pearson on the stop for the Schmokin Indians after a good job by four to come up and make the catch on the run. That's a good situation for us when they punt because they they only netted 24 yards on that punt. And you notice that on film. The punt is not there. Not something they do real no. well with, so you look to try to take advantage of that, as Jersey Shore did a week ago with great field position. Seals Grove will have it at their own 46-yard line, their first offensive possession, as Dean Hollenbach will be late to get into the game. He'll be in the backfield as Danny's in the gun. Wide receivers to each side. Danny gets a good snap, throws a slant, and it's going to be knocked away. That was intended for Christian Kantz. But the defender for Shemokin knocked it away, falls incomplete, is second down and 10. That was a well-blocked play. Uh, Our offensive line provided nice protection. Now, it was a catch and throw. It was a very quick throw by by Danny Schock, which is what we need to do. But their defender just did a very good job covering our receiver on that. Yeah, Mosser, 6'2", 185-pound. He was able to knock that one away. Second down and 10. Twins to each side for the Seals. 
Danny gets the snap, Scott some time, sets up, throws, is deflected, hits the turf, falls incomplete, and it'll be a third down and ten. I'm seeing a, a little some, something a little different on our offensive line that time. Uh, this speaks to us looking for the short pass, the very quick passes, because our, some of our offensive linemen actually chop blocked on a pass that time, which means it's a one-step drop, which means it's a very quick snap and throw, snap and throw. You can't chop block if you're going to have a three- or five-step drop. The quarterback's going to be back there a while with the ball. Well, they're forced into a third down and ten for Danny as he's in the gun again. He's got some pressure. Looking to throw a screen. Not going to be able to. He's going to go down. He's going to be tackled all the way back at his own 30-yard line. Getting to him with Ian Paul, the junior, able to get to him. Seals Grove that quickly will have to go with the punt. Yeah, that was a screen play, and they were they were allowing the rush to come through, but uh, Danny didn't expect it to come that quickly. They had uh, their defensive end on the right side of their defense um, came clean, and Danny didn't have anywhere to go. The kid was fast. Metzger's going to have to punt this little way. Pearson standing at his own 35-yard line waiting for the punt from Metzger. He's done a great job all season. He gets another booming kick away. It's going to bounce and take a great roll inside the 10, inside the 5. Dean Hollenbach down there is going to spot it down at the 3-yard line, make it the 2-yard line. So Wyatt Metzger's season, where he's been an all-conference-level punter, shows up again on that great punt, flipping the field, putting smoke it deep in their own territory. <laughs> and that's you know that's that's where we have a huge advantage tonight. The punt game, uh, their punter has not punted very long punts this year. The, he does not change the field position very much at all. Where Wyatt Metzger completely changed the field position on that last punt. That had to be sixty plus yards. Sixty-eight yard punt by Metzger again, flipping the field. And the last time we saw this was against Berwick, where he pinned Berwick deep in our own territory. The Berwick quarterback ended up throwing an interception to Nylon, a quick pick six touchdown. Love to see that here. Just underway, no score. 9.20 to go here in the first quarter. Grimes under center, turns, gives it to the deep man. Get a good push, and he's not going to be able to follow behind that push. The push was on the left side. Running back went to the right. No pickup there. Second down and 10 for the Indians. Uh, Schmokin does a whole lot of power run game on the inside. They have not yet been real successful with that stuff, uh, but they keep they keep trying. They tried it there. They had people at the point of attack, and it didn't go anywhere. The Seals did a great job. Schmokin has no rushing touchdowns in the last five games, had not had a 70-plus yard rusher in those last five games either. They try to go something there, nothing there, no push. Second down in 10, 8.35 to go here in the first quarter, no score. Snap goes to Grimes. Ball's loose, hits the turf. Seals Grove looked like jumped on top of it. There's no whistle until he's, until the Seals Grove Seal jump on top of it. They get the inner, they, excuse me, they get the fumble recovery. We talked about smoking, putting the ball on the turf 14 times. They've only lost it four times, but make it number 15 with the fifth time they've lost it. I tell you, the defensive line was creating a lot of confusion with the pre-snap movement that play. And the quarterback came up, and it looked like he was confused as to whether he should be under center or in a shotgun. He got up underneath the center very late and never got the snap. I think there's a whole lot of thinking going on on that offensive front by Shemokin. Now look to get a great push from that offensive line up front, led by the center, Trey Bainey. Got Nick Young on the right, Steve Miller on the left, playing the guards. They're going to give it to Schoen. Schoen off the right side. Shake it off a defender. Gets inside 
the five-yard line down. See if they spot it down about the three-yard line. So a good push off the right side. You get three every time, and this would be Seals Grove taking it in for a score if they are able to get uh, four here, as it'll be second down goal to go for the four. Tell you what, they, uh, we, there were a few guys that didn't get blocked that play, but Nate Schoen, he, he got three or four yards out of almost nothing there. That was a good run. He blocked him with his stiff arm and was able to drive a couple defenders back. Now they go with the I formation. Almond, the fullback, just goes to Schoen. He gets it. Goal line. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. Straight ahead lead by the Seals over the right guard. Almond led through onto the backer. The tackle kicked out in the defensive tackle. The guard kicked down on the um, the defensive, the nose. And uh, Almond led through, and it was a great job by Nate, um, Nate Schoen. The Seals Grove Seals take advantage of the turnover. And able to take it in for the score as Nate Jones able to blast off the right side, follow behind his block of Ryan Allman in that offensive line to get his sixth rushing touchdown of the season. And Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point. Snap's not good. Brett Ford tries to get it down. Kyle Rule kicks it up, hits the goalpost, and it's no good. So the extra point, no good. It was a low snap. Brett Ford, everything good to try to get the ball up on so that Rule could kick it through, but he's unable to. But the touchdown gets Seals Grove the lead, 6-0, following the turnover by the Shemokin Indians. I hate that. That's just a little bit of a momentum shift back in Shemokin's direction when you don't get that extra point. And they, those extra points so often come back to haunt you later in the game. But hopefully this won't be one of them. You, you feel that deflate feeling when the ball doesn't go through the uprights. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially when you come to be accustomed that they go through every time. And like you said, just don't want it to come back to a point where it becomes a big factor in the game later. Or you're chasing that point throughout the game. Well, if the Seals play to their ability level, this shouldn't that should not happen to them tonight. So Schoen gets his sixth rushing touchdown of the season. This one comes from four yards out following the fumble recovery by the seals just took 44 seconds again the extra point no good but seals grove does lead six nothing with 742 to go in the opening quarter that's the seals grove forward drive summary like to see them doing it from the rushing attack and they do it there another touchdown for shown pearson at the five gets to the 15 moves his way to the 20 still going He's going to fall forward to the 21-yard line. Looks like the younger Almond on the stop. Nate Almond and Rothamall. Aaron Rothamall in on the stop. Special teams play for those two young guys. Love seeing them get underneath the Friday night lights and making special team play. Doggone right. That was a solid open field tackle by young Almond. That was a great job. That's how you work your way through the program. Play some special teams. Earn it. And then... Watch yourself move through the program. So good job by those two guys getting involved in on in on that play there. So Shemokin will have it first down in 10. They'll have it at their own 26-yard line, 7.33 to go in the opening quarter with Seals Grove leading 6-0 following the Ryan Almit touchdown. Or excuse me, the Nate Schoen touchdown. We've got a timeout on the field here. Some personnel issue there for the Shemokin Indians. Some couple guys coming in late there. So Coach Hanoski will bring his Shemokin Indians here to the sideline. Looking at the two schedule for these teams, first looking at the Shemokin Indians after tonight. They'll be at Danville, at Schick, and finish the regular season versus the Mount Carmel Retornado. 
For the Seals Grove Seals, after tonight, they'll return home for back-to-back games. They'll play Central Mountain and Danville before finishing up the regular season at Montoursville. We talked about this type of game, last week's game, about building that momentum up and making the run with the idea that you win these next couple games, build up the confidence to take on the very good Montoursville team. We could uh, we could be in real good shape if we get this one tonight and just keep building and keep getting better. Right now, Seals Grove leading 6-0 following the four-yard touchdown run by Schoen. But following the timeout, the Schmokin Indians have it first down and 10 at their own 26-yard line. They go with a tight formation here. Grimes turns, gives it to the deep man. Nothing there. Ryan Elliman on the stop. But the first guy in there looks like Micaiah Showers. He was able to get in there first and get him around the legs. And there we're seeing more, Dave, we're seeing more and more of that as well. Just good, pure tackling. When you see guys tackling, getting 15 tackles, those aren't assisted. They get in there and they make a play, make a stop. It's usually because you're doing it the right way. Absolutely. And our, our tackling as a team is, get, is, is getting much better uh, as, the, as the, the year moves on. A lot of young guys out. We forget these are a lot of young guys out there. But, uh, yeah, they're solid tackles. And that was a solid tackle there. And you like to see it within the program. Young guys mixed in with some good seniors with the with the quality of our seniors. Rolling to the left is Grimes. Gets rid of it. It's got a man wide open. That's Mosser making a catch. Bounce out of bounds at the 37-yard line. Depending on the spot, whether it's enough for a first down. Evans, yep, they're going to move the chain. So that's a big first down for the Smoking Indians. And that's what they're capable of doing. Got good size at that receiver. And Grimes, like you said, he gets on a roll. He's got a good ball, and he got that out there quickly. Yeah, that was just a sprint pass left, and uh, and the, the Schmokin wide receiver did a curl route. Beautiful throw by the by Mosser. First down, a big first down for the Schmokin Indians. They have it out beyond their own 35-yard line to the 37-yard line. Seals Grove showing blitz and then steps out of it. Now they're coming. Grimes, quick throw again out. This one's going to go to Shikitano. He's hit by Nyland. The ball hits the turf. There's a scramble. It looked like Shikitano was able to get it back, but it's a loss on the play of about four, but Nyland all over that one. Quick, quick throw. Uh, it was a snap to the quarterback. He immediately threw a bubble screen to the wide receiver on the right side, and Nyland just engulfed him. As soon as the ball got there, Nyland was there. They lost four, three or four yards on that play. Coming into tonight, the Schmokin Indians offensively, 165 yards per game, 84 on the ground, 142 through the air. They have four rushing touchdowns eight passing touchdowns they have fumbled the ball 14 times coming in tonight losing four and they'll also have thrown 10 interceptions as well and there's a flag on the play looks like the seals might have jumped early dead ball offsides against seeing the adjustments defensively danny shock comes in is going to play the right corner position to match up size to size with Shikatano, who would be or uh, Mosser, who would be split here to the left. Danny's got good size. He played some corner last year, so he gives him that size you want it from that corner position. He's athletic enough to make to make that adjustment to play corner. And Joe Mosser is a six foot two uh, receiver, so he's going to be one on one with Danny here on the left side of Shimokin's offense. Man goes in motion at Shikatano from right to left. That's where Grimes is going to roll under heavy pressure. Gets rid of it. Looking for Chikatano, defended well by Brandon Heil, and also Teague Hoover falls incomplete. It'll be a third down, and we're called a long eight for the Schmokin Indians. They trail 6-0 to the Seals. 
Seals loan touchdown coming from Nate Schoen. Shemokin, um, the Shemokin motioned Shikitano across the formation to the left, right to left. And he went on a little flat route. And I'll tell you what, um, uh, Heil did a great job of picking that up and covering him on that. And, and he forced a bad throw by the quarterback, but he was all over that receiver. Yeah, Mosser split to the left again. Chickatano split to the right on his third down and long for the Indians. Quick throw again. This one's going to go out to Mosser. It bounces over to him, so it's going to be incomplete. Some pressure up front. Looks like Bainey gets off the bottom of the pile. And one thing we'll keep emphasizing, Dave, you made it a point last week. Best way to defend the passing is to get disruptive and get to the quarterback, and they did it again there. Yeah, the Seals are, are masters at that. The Seals' defense is set up to do that. And, uh, yeah, they've, they've done a good job so far this game. They've gotten pads on that quarterback a couple of times now. Bryson James will kick this one away with four and Nyland standing inside the 30-yard line waiting for the punt. Gets it away. It's a line drive, end over end kick. Nyland's going to go back and let it go. Rolls past him, down close to the 15, the market about the 17-yard line. So a good roll that time. And, again, all these things we talk about. You, Dave, you told me how you found punters. You know, you said get out there, find your best athlete who can manage them. And sometimes it's a matter of just kicking as hard as you can, and you get good results. And there, Bryson James got good results. He did. He did. And and the one thing one thing you see about Bryson Jones or, uh, is he, he – He's wearing a backs number, which means he's not gonna he's gonna he's not gonna miss the snap when it comes back to him. It's a good athlete, makes the catch and just puts yeah. a, a foot into it and gets a good roll, puts Seals Grove back inside their own twenty about the seventeen yard line. Danny's gonna hand this off to Dean Hollenbach. Nothing there that time. Number thirty three. Defenders up front got in the backfield and disrupted that one, so it's gonna be a loss of a couple. It'll be a second down and about twelve. For the Seals Grove Seals. And that was a run play out of the shotgun. And, and Shemokin brought two guys off the right edge of their defense outside of anybody who could who could tackle them. So that's that play was just, no, anybody who could block them. That play was just too slow getting back to the line of scrimmage. When you have pressure coming off the edge, if you're running up the middle, you better get there in a hurry. Shotgun's not always the best place to do that. Second down and long, under five to go in the opening quarter. Seals Grove leading 6 nothing. This throw intended for Nyland doesn't get there, hits the turf, and it's going to be a third down and long for the Seals Grove Seals. Yeah, it was a little jet pattern in Nyland. It just wasn't, uh, it wasn't a catchable ball. Third and about 12 now. Nick Schaefer playing the tackle position along with Vance Metzger, Micaiah Showers. Also see Nick Young out there, Steve Miller, and the center Trey Bainey trying to give... An opportunity for Danny Shock to make those connections. That time, Danny unable to hit Nyland on that quick pass. Third down and long. He's got a lot of time here. Deep down the right sideline. Got Metzger beyond the defense, but it's overthrown. Hits the turf. Falls incomplete. And it defended out there that time. Running step to step was back Madden, number 34. But Metzger did, Metzger did create some distance between him and the defender. The connection just not there. No. The Seals did a great job of pass blocking that time. They they brought four wides out and it made uh, Shimokin take their their defensive ends and move them out and play them like line inside linebacker or outside linebackers on those inside receivers. So it took the pressure off of Danny. Fewer rushers. So Metzger will have to punt this one away again. He got some movement up front. Kissinger jump, but also 
the Shmogan Indian jump, so the officials will talk this over. It wouldn't be enough for a first down, even if it is offsides as it is against the Shmogan Indians. They'll walk it off and give Metzger an extra five yards, and he continues his average, which now it's reaching beyond 40 yards a punt with that 68-yard punt he had earlier in the game. See if he can match something like that again. That would be perfect for the Steelers Grove Seals. He gets it away. Good, strong punt once again. Return man comes up, muffs it, hits the turf. He gets it back, tackled quickly. Making the stop is Dean Hollenbach and also number 65. That's Schaefer in on the stop. And you love, as soon as a receiver, a return man touches the ball, boy, two guys on top of him, no chance for a return. I'll tell you what, Schaefer was there in a heartbeat, and, and it was there was no way he was going to go anywhere. It was a question of whether he was going to hold on to the ball. That's what the question was. He was fortunate, able to pick it up just in time before being knocked to the turf by those two cover guys. So Schmokin will have it at their own 36-yard line, trailing 6 nothing to the Seals. 439 to go here in the opening quarter. Seals are coming in 3-3. Three and three. Schmokin at 2-4. and four. Moving upside, the left side of that offensive line jumps. And again, you go back, the Schmokin Indians had double-digit penalties early in the season 17 penalties in one game 15 in another so one thing we always concern ourselves with is choppiness of a game and with these penalties that's what we're getting right now well that's a good thing when the other team's on offense so but because that that's a dis that's designed by the Seals Grove uh, defense they, there's all kinds of pre-snap movement guys shifting all over the place there's a lot of talk it creates a lot of confusion for the offensive front so now it's a first down and 15. They move the ball back to the 31-yard line. I formation behind Grimes. Quick pitch to Grimes. Almost lost it on the pitch there, but the running back was able to get to it and secure it, but another loss on the play. Defenders all over that one as well. Great job by Scott Kissinger. He got there in a hurry on that outside backer, number 19. And that pitch that time went to Madden. It was a high pitch. He was fortunate to secure it to avoid the fumble. But, again, a loss on the play. It puts the ball all the way back to the 25-yard line. It's now going to be second down and about 23 for the Schmokin Indians. they got to get the ball all the way out to their own 46-yard line. Seals Grove leading 6-0. The lone score coming from Nate Schoen with 7.42 to go in the opening quarter. Right now, 3.54 and counting to go in the opening quarter. Grimes looking for the little hitch and go, but it's thrown up there. Danny comes up, swats the ball to the turf, falls incomplete. That's going to be a third down and long. Oh, they're going to call that. And they're going to call penalty on, looks like it's going to be preliminary. Nope, it's going to be a personal foul roughing the quarterback. They're they're calling that. He's going to be slow to get up on Nate Schoen. Nate was there when he was releasing the ball. I don't know about that call. That's a tough, I mean, it was a good hit, but you, you can't you can't penalize a guy on having a good hit. Yeah, we're doing the broadcast here, just giving our thoughts on things and people getting revved up about stuff. Let's just, start, uh, we'll call our game, you do what you're doing, and we'll just have a good game here. We're, we're not hoping the kid's hurt. We're hoping he gets up and he's okay. A little too much interaction going on here. Let's just let's just call the game. Uh, we'll find the AD and see what he feels about all that. It was a 15-yard penalty. 
because we don't need this. This hasn't, you know, there shouldn't be any interaction going on. The guy was looking directly at me. He was looking at me, hoping that I would have interaction. We're talking to PA guys. So we're, you know, we get a little revved up here. This is how rivalries are. You know, you enjoy watching football. And uh, so comments will continue. So we're going to get back to what we're doing here. Seals Grove leading 6 nothing. They've dominated the series over the years. Hadn't even been close over the last five years when you look at the numbers. Seals Grove outscoring them 167 to 71 in the last five years. They averaged 33 points against Shemoke in the last five years, holding Shemoke to just 14 points. Win margin, 33 points. That's been the win margin for the Seals Grove Seals. Shut them out two times in the last five years. So they're trying to avenge the loss last year where Shemoke came to Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field. Surprise, Seals Grove with that 44-8 win. But Seals Grove at this point leading 6-0. Nate Schoen, the lone scorer, come in with 7.42 to go in the opening quarter. That was just a two-play drive. It was after a fumble by the Indians that led to the touchdown for Schoen. The extra point no good. But again, leading 6-0 with 3.43 to go here in the opening quarter. To the blow to the head, Shemokin and Ariel take over first and 10. Or second and... Six. So now it's going to be, it's, it's not a first down pickup after the penalty. So it's a second down, we'll call it six. Nate Grimes under center. Takes the snap, two-step drop, gives it out there to Mosser, making a catch, knocked out of bounds. The backup quarterback in the game, the correction on that, that was uh, Brett Nye. Just a freshman, 5'11", 185 pounds. That was a quick hit, quick hitter there. Got it out there quickly, short of a first down, gets it out to the 45-yard line. So it'll be a third down and one before the Shemokin Indians. We got 3.38 to go in the opening quarter to Seals Grove, leading 6 nothing. Go back to what Wyatt Metzger's done on the special teams-wise. He has a 68-yard punt to his credit here tonight. Seals Grove was pinned deep in their own territory, got a good punt again, and good coverage from the coverage guys. Now we've got a timeout taken here. It'll be taken by the Shemokin Indians with 3.38 to go in the opening quarter. We've got a 6 nothing game here. Sean, can we send it back to you and get some updated scores on other games going on around the Valley? You bet, Pat and Dave. Thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard. These are first-quarter scores. Loyal Sock leading Mifflinburg 7 to nothing. Wellsboro 19, Milton nothing. Muncie leads Montgomery 7 to nothing. Upper Dauphin 16, Juniata nothing. Berwick over Hazleton, 20 to nothing. Columbia Montour Votex, 7, Bucktail, nothing. Montoursville shutting out Danville, 15 to nothing. Warrior Run, 14, Bloomsburg, nothing. And Tri-Valley, 14, Millersburg, 7. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat, Dave, and Zach. It was wrong. Okay. Returning after the timeout taken by the Schmokin Indians, 3.38 to go in the opening quarter. Seals Grove leading 6-0. Nate Schoen got the touchdown for the Seals, his sixth of the season. Big play here, though. Third down and one for the Indians, trying to keep the drive alive. Seals Grove defense stacking in the middle of that defense, and we got jumping. Ah, it's Nate Schoen jumping there, and that's going to give the Smoking Indians a first down following the penalty. We talked about penalties on both sides, Dave. We've struggled. Seals Grove has struggled. And they probably have done that four times yeah, here in 2019. You can't do this that. Is, that's a discipline thing because they have, they don't have the number one quarterback in right now. This kid came out and just hard counted our defense and got a veteran defensive lineman to, to, to jump off the ball. We can't. We got to be more disciplined than that. Their quarterback did a great job, though. 
And if you just join us, this is a backup quarterback, just a freshman. He turns, gives it to the deep man. That's Madden being chased from behind by Beatty, and Beatty makes a hustle play to get there as Madden took it off the right side. A pickup about three, second down and seven. But they have moved the ball into Seals Grove territory. A lot of, most of that, I think, was that penalty. Uh, we, we had them second and 23, I believe, and they ended up in a fourth and one, or I think, or third and one, and they got it. But, uh, yeah, so now we have a second and about six on the Seals' 47-yard line. Freshman quarterback, good size, 5'11", 185 pounds. Brett Nye goes up behind center. Eye formation behind him. Turns, gives the deep man again, Madden. Madden taking it to the left. Hit, drives, gets inside the 45-yard line to the 44-yard line. Ryan Almond in on the stop, a host of Seals Grove Seals. But right now, you got to be impressed with what... The Indians have been able to do. They, they were a rushing attack that had not done well in the last four games, but they're making the most of it on this possession. And they're running with two uh, two different backs in the backfield, maybe three sometimes when they're in a power eye. It depends on what they line up in. But right now it's all power run. They're getting, they're getting lead blockers out in front. They're down blocking on the outside and kicking out with their fullback and trying to get up in that seam between the, the tight end and the, and the tackle. And Bainey moves to the middle of the defense here. Nate Schoen splits out to the right, playing that right defensive end position on his third down play. Linebackers creeping up to the line of scrimmage. Nye's going to pass it. Looking down the right sideline, not going to be able to make that connection as he was looking for number 82, Blake Kane. Blake Kane's got good size, too, 6'1", 195 pounds. He's a senior, but unable to make that connection. So it will be a fourth down. And appear the Schmokin will punt this away, trying to pin Seals Grove deep in their own territory. Schmokin had some success with their power run game, and they came back and they ran power run action in the backfield. The quarterback pulled it out and threw it, uh, but it was well covered by Nyland over there. Seals Grove leads six nothing with just 2:05 to go in the opening quarter. But Seals Grove looking to get the ball back here. That'll be Nyland and Brett Four waiting for the punt. James will punt this one away. End over end kick. It's going to bounce outside of the 15 and take a smoke and roll of a couple yards inside the 15, down to about the 13-yard line. We talked about can this offense get some things going. You know, right now they're struggling once again. They got some pressure on Danny Shock, got hit. Danny's unable to make that connection to Nyland, the last possession. Boy, we, we know there's growth here that needs to happen. Boy, it's got to happen now. We're moving deeper into the season. A, a little bit of the problem was was the the, um, the the plays they had called out of a shotgun. They couldn't get back to the line of scrimmage quickly enough to get that outside rush, for, uh, to beat the outside rush from Shemokin. We'll see what happens now. They're going to split them out, go trips. To the left, one wide receiver to the right, that's Christian Kant. Danny gets the snap, gives it to Schoen, battles off one defender, but then caught, take it down. He's not going to reach the 15-yard line. He's going to get to the 14-yard line, so pick up maybe a half yard. It'll be a second down and long for the Seals. Well, that was a shotgun. The, uh, um, Danny Shock gave it to Schoen. It was an inside zone play to the left. Um, we just didn't get enough movement on their defensive front. Their linebackers were able to get there. 125 to go in the opening quarter with Seals Grove leading 6-0. The Seals Grove deep in their own territory after a good punt by James. Shotgun formation for Danny. Low snap. Give it to Schoen. Hit in the backfield. And he's not going to go anywhere. First guy in there, Bartholomew. He's a 6'1", 235-pound junior. Got to Schoen. And no, nothing happened on that one. Never really got started. Yeah, that was a loss of two yards on that. That, that was a situation where uh, we... 
the Seals Grove came out and they went with four wide receivers, which gets guys out of the box, and then they ran up the gut Plus with the uh, with Nate Schoen, but uh, there was just no room. We didn't get the guys blocked that were still there. Nate Schoen came in tonight as a leading rusher with 323 yards and five touchdowns, adds another one to make it six touchdowns on the season. But he's having a hard time getting this thing going on this possession. Third down and long for sophomore quarterback Danny Schock in the gun. Takes back. Lots of time here. Looking deep down the right sideline for Brett Ford. Beyond the defense. Makes the catch outside the 45-yard line. Be knocked out of bounds. Defended out there well, but it was a good pass. It was defended well, but a big first down to get it out of the shadow of their end zone all the way out to the 47-48 yard line for the Seals. That's an, that was an impressive throw, and that was an impressive catch by four. That was awesome. This, Shimoka only brought their four down men that last time. They brought no backers, which I, which means we had a 5-on-4 situation up front. We had five linemen against their four down men. We won that one. Danny had plenty of time to throw that ball. 37-yard completion from Danny to Brett Four. This handoff goes to Schoen, tripped up in the backfield. It looked like Danny might have got their feet tangled up, and Schoen went down. And that's going to be the last play of the first quarter. So let's flip sides of the field as Seals Grove be forced to know a second down and long. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. It's Blaze Alexander Ford's 4x4 blowout. We made a commitment to Ford Motor Company to sell 25 new F-150 and Rangers before Saturday, October 5th. Get in and you can save up to $14,599 on a new F-150 truck. You get into a 4x4 Ranger for under thirty grand. Plus, it plays Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Pay nothing for that new Ford till Thanksgiving. Only a plays Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg. The lowest price guaranteed, period. Eagle 107. Tomorrow it's homecoming for the Bison as they host Holy Cross to open up Patriot League play for 2019. Join Doug Birdsong, Kevin Hurd, 1.30 with a kickoff at 2 from Christie on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com, and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Taking a look at the first quarter numbers handed to me by our stat man, Zach Shower. Seals Grove, 21 yards, just one first down. Schmoken, 17 yards, two first downs. Danny Shock just one for five for 30 seven yards in that first quarter but seals grove leading six nothing as they benefited from a fumble by shimokin and finished off after a two-play drive taking it six yards nate schoen getting his sixth touchdown of the season that's where we stand six nothing lead for the seals grove seals second quarter underway schoen gets the call ball on the turf scramble for it and it looks like shimokin's going to come away with the fumble recovery as it's Danny and uh, Nate Schoen didn't make the connection on the handoff. Ball hit the turf. Smoke it will take over. First down at 10 at midfield. And that's the second time Nate dropped the ball tonight. He dropped the ball earlier just as the play ended when he hit the ground, so it wasn't a fumble. But he's carrying that ball loose. He's got to tighten up his grip on that ball. He's got to tuck that thing, carry it high and tight, cover both ends. So they take over, do Schmoken, and I see Grimes will return to the game here. Good to see them back on the field for the Shemokin Indians. They'll take over at midfield. First down and 10. Just started second quarter. 11.54 to go in the first half. We're looking for Smokin' Dam Health Center. Backbreaker play of the game candidates throughout the game. Rolling to the right is Grimes. Throws it 
over the head of his intended receiver. Going to fall incomplete. And again, we're looking for candidates to smoke at him. Health Center backbreaker play of the game. The candidate from that first quarter has to be the fumble recovery by the Seals Grove Seals inside the 10-yard line. That was a start of a drive finished off by Nate Schoen's touchdown. So that's the candidate for the smoke at him. Health Center backbreaker play of the game. So after the incompletion, it'll be a second down and 10 for Grimes and the Shemokin Indians. Yeah, Grimes is back in. He, he overcame that injury. Good to see him back out there. He's got a wide receiver to the right, eye formation behind him. He's going to go to the deep man, Madden. He's got room off the left side. Still going. First down and more. Driven out of bounds by Brett Four, but able to pick up a first down deep in the Seals Grove territory to the 35-yard line. That, that was called a power left. They had a fullback lead um, on the left side. Their tight end tackle and guard all blocked down inside. The fullback kicked out on our outside man, the outside backer, and, and the, the running back got up inside that. That was a nice-looking play for Shemokin. It didn't come in the night running the ball very well, but uh, you wouldn't know that from this first half for the Smoking Indians. Able to find some good yardage on that run for the first down. They're going to run it again. Madden's going to get the call. Gets away from a defender and takes on a defensive back for the Seals Grove Seals to the 31-yard line. Pick up a four. It's going to be a second down and six. They're finding some room in the middle of that defense of the Seals Grove Seals. Adjustments are needing to be made. And that was just that was another power run, except it was the opposite, the opposite way to the right. That time they did it out of a heavy formation. They had five men on the line of scrimmage to the right of the center. 11-10 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 6-0, but smoking on the move. Grimes drops back, gets rid of it. It's got a man making a catch on the far side. He's close to the first down sticks. Going to be tackled by Brett Four. That's a quick throw by Grimes out to Mosser. Looking at a market just short of the 25-yard line, so it's going to be a third down and one for the Indians as they look to try to keep this drive alive. Shemokin has a good game plan here. Their, their game plan is to, to run very short patterns, have the, the quarterback get rid of the ball very quickly because they're obviously they're concerned about how the, the, the Seals uh, bring pressure and, and, and bring backers. So they good game plan. It's working. They just threw a little hitch there, and it got about uh, six or seven yards. And they've been able to initiate that by a good run game. We're going to have a flag here on the play before we get underway. I want to remind you that on Eagle 107, Lynn Hall will help you through the workday with the second half of the 107-minute superset. Lunchtime with Lynn will keep you entertained all on Eagle 107. That's a penalty against Shemokin. They had a third down and one. That'll march them back to make this a third down and six as they're trying to pick up a first down here in Seals Grove territory. They'll now have it at the 31-yard line. Somebody on the Shemokin team must have gotten into the neutral zone because they weren't even set when that flag came out. It's a five-yard walk-off, and Grimes will get the last-minute call from the sidelines, make his way to the huddle, and direct his offensive teammates on this third down play here. Eye formation behind Grimes. One wide receiver split to the left. Going to go to the deep man, getting the call. That's James. He wiggles his way inside the 30-yard line. And there's a fumble. Nope. The officials point to the ground saying he was down as the ball had hit the turf. But it will be fourth down, down by contact at the 28-yard line. So it will be a fourth down play here for 
the Shemokin Indians. It looks like the offense is going to stay on the field for down territory. Fourth and, fourth and two on the Seals' 27-yard line. This is a huge down right now. This is huge. Seals Grove holding defense the 57% on fourth down conversions. It's a little over half of what the opponents have been able to do, have pick up first down. See what Shemokin can do here. Got some movement up front. The right guard looks like he might have jumped here. It's going to be a false start, and it's going to go against the Shemokin Indians, and it'll walk them back from a about a fourth and three, short three, but they're going to walk five yards off there. And another penalty against the Smoking Indians. Again, the, the pre-snap movement and chatter by the Seals Grove defense, I think, is getting in the heads of uh, the Shemokin offensive line. They're too caught up in listening and, and watching and trying to figure out where Seals Grove is going to line up, and uh, they make mistakes like that, mental mistakes. So fourth down and eight, nine, ten to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading six nothing. This is Seals Grove football on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Seals Grove coming at three and three, trying to. Get over 500 on the season. As Shemoka quickly up to the line of scrimmage on this fourth down play. Grimes turns, looking for a quick hitter. Almost intercepted by Ryan Almond. But either way, it's going to be a turnover on downs and go back to the Seals Grove Seals. That was a heck of a job by Ryan Almond. That was just that was a just a dump to the to the tight end. Quarterback takes the ball and he just he just picks it up and throws it to the tight end who's just going right at straight up field. And that is a hard one for uh, an inside backer to get to because he's he's playing run first. He's got to play downhill, reverse, and get back out to that receiver. Ryan Ahmed did a great job on that. And if he doesn't get a hand on that, the completion's made, and it might have been oh, a yeah. big chunk of yards for the Smoking Indians. Yeah, that was going to go if he wasn't there. First down and 10 for the Seals. Low snap to Danny. Uh, the ball's on the turf. There's a scramble for it again. Smoke it indicated that they have the ball, and the body language tells you that they do. Yeah. Danny never got the snap. It was a was that a low snap? I missed that. It was a bit low and never uh, got that again, snap. Yep. Just didn't make the connection to the running back. That's the second time. This one was Dean Hollenbach and Danny. So not a good situation there after you just held Shemokin on a fourth down. You give the ball right back to him. Momentum being built here by the Smoking Indians. Hear the crowd here on the near side try to cheer on their Indians as they'll have it first down and 10 at the Seals Grove 30-yard line. Seals Grove leading 6-0 with 8.45 to go in the first half. Tight formation for Shemokin. Grimes rolling to his right. Look, it's got one receiver out there, double teamed about the five-yard line, and it's going to fall incomplete. I tell you what, Shemokin is max protecting in a big way. I only saw one receiver out on that pattern. That's all where was, yeah. And he was, it looked like the two or three guys were on top of that receiver. That wasn't going to go anywhere. Great job by Josh Nyland over there. Teague Hoover was there in a hurry, too. Tended for Shikatano, but falls incomplete. It'll be a second down and 10. Again, Shemokin has it at the Seals Grove 30-yard line. They trail 6 nothing with 8.38 to go here in the first half. One wide receiver will split to the right. That's Mosser. Nyland on him. But they're going to go the other way to Madden. Hit goes down. He'll be outside of the 30-yard line, about the 31-yard line. It's going to be a loss of a couple in the run that time. So it's going to be that quickly. It's going to be a third down, and we'll call it a long 11 for the Smoking Indians. Micaiah Showers was in the backfield in a hurry that time. He blitzed, and I don't think he made the tackle, but he he made the he made the running back move his position, and he couldn't run the ball where he wanted to run it. Big third down play here for the Seals Grove defense. Smoking started at the Seals Grove 30-yard line. 
Loss of one there, so it's a third down and long. Grimes turns, looking to throw it over the middle again. It's going to be stepped in by Brandon Heil. Made, made the stop there, intended for number 23 that time. Ian Paul, but it falls incomplete, and it's a fourth down and 11 for the Indians. Shemokin went back to that dive pass dump there. It's probably the oldest pass in football. The defense is in trouble because he has receivers running right in front of him. We were lucky enough that time, though, Josh Nyland made a great play on the receiver. The receiver did about a 10 or 12-yard out on that, and Nyland got there and got a hand in just before he made the catch. So turns the ball over on downs back to the Seals Grove Seals. Seals Grove's had difficulty with the exchange from quarterback to running back the last couple of possessions. Low snap. This one's going to go to Hollenbach. It's going to dive forward to get beyond the 31 to the 32-yard line. Good job up front again by the Schmogan Indians after the short pickup by the Seals Grove Seals. will set up a second down and long. We'll call it second down and nine for the Seals. Something I never saw Seals Grove do before is they stacked their receivers on the outside last play. They had uh, Vance or Wyatt Metzger out there with, I believe, Nyland right behind him. I think they, they're trying to confuse the man coverage by Shemokin. Trips to the left this time, though. Danny looking to the right, getting some pressure. Now he's going to tuck and run with it. Runs away from a defender, looking for a big block from Nyland. Gets it. It's going to cross the 45, get the first down. Is he going to take it to the 48-yard line for the Seals, Grove Seals, and a much-needed first down for the Seals offense? And that was a nightmare for a defensive coordinator because Shemokin was all manned up. They're real tight man. And when a quarterback runs, when you're in man coverage, all of your defensive backs have their backs to him. They don't know what's going on. That was Shemokin was a man coverage. Danny just ran with ease out of that backfield. So first down and 10 for the Seals. They lead 6-0 with 7.08 to go here in the opening half. Twins to each side. Danny gets the snap, gets it to Hollenbach, using his speed to get in smoking territory. He's going to cross inside of the 45 down to the 40-yard line, goes Dean Hollenbach using that speed. Looked like Wolfgang Pearson in on the stop. Well, he came up and had to make a big stop on a speedster. Dean Hollenbach picking up the first down. That was a great run by Dean. That was supposed to be an inside zone. He was running at the left guard. No, Nobody was home. He just found space. Space happened to be the outside on the right. He bent it out and got good yards. Good run by Dean Hollenbach. First down and 10 for the Seals in Shemokin territory at the 41-yard line. 6.50 to go in the opening half. In the gun is Danny. He's going to keep it this time. He's got some room to the second level. Looking for a block to the 35. Gets it to the 30. A run over a defender down to the 25-yard line goes Danny Shock on the design run. Something we talked about too, Dave, with quarterbacks. Sometimes we say, get them on defense. Maybe their adrenaline gets pumping. They're not thinking that much. Danny's played on the defensive side here tonight, and now he's running with the ball, and you can feel some adrenaline pumping in the sophomore quarterback. He has, and he has eliminated Joe Master from their offense when he's out there. He's done a good job with that. Um, and that play was, was especially good because he ran an ISO, uh, an ISO play with a lead back. He did a great job on that. Danny in the gun with twins to each side. Hollenbach, the lone back in the backfield, gets the call. He's going to bounce it to the outside, run away from the defender. Now cuts under defender at the 22. It'll get to the 20-yard line. So now it's going to be a second down and about five for the Seals. They lead 6-0 with 5.58 to go here in the opening half. That was a great play. Uh, the Seals Grove offensive line ran counter right blocking, which means they took their left guard and kicked out on the end man of the line of scrimmage on the right side and Dean Hollenbach 
attacked where that that guard came from, and he ran in in, uh, in behind that kickout block and did a great job. He got some nice yards. We got a timeout taken on the field. We'll take one timeout. as well. Let's send it back to Sean. Get some updated timeout, scores. Sure. On other games going on around the Valley, Sean, it's here. It's 6 nothing. Seals Grove with 5.44 to go in the opening half. All right, Pat, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard. Second quarter scores, Loyal Sox shutting out Mifflinburg 14 to nothing. Wellsboro 33, Milton nothing. Central Columbia and South Williamsport are tied 7-7. Muncie 14, Montgomery nothing. Upper Dauphin 16, Juniata 14, Berwick leading Hazleton 20 to nothing, Mount Carmel 33, Hughesville nothing, Columbia Montorvo Tech 14, Bucktail nothing, Montoursville 29, Danville 7, Southern Columbia 35 nothing over Jersey Shore in the second, Warrior Run 21, Bloomsburg 7, and Tri-Valley 14-7 over Millersburg. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat, Dave, and Zach. Southern Columbia 42 Appreciate that, Sean. Get updated scores going on around the valley. Here, Seals Grove leading 6 nothing. A timeout on the field. Primetime NFL and WKOK this week features the Indianapolis Colts at Kansas City. It's Sunday night at 7.30. Monday night, Cleveland at San Francisco at 7.30. And a new week of NFL football starts Thursday night with the Giants at New England at 8 o'clock. All on WKOK. Second down play here for the Seals. Short five. Danny in the shotgun. Got some movement up front. Flags thrown following the timeout. Nick Young saying it was on Shemokin, but the way his body language, he's backing up knowing that uh, he's possibly the guilty party. He was. He's going to walk them off. That hurts. We talk about when the offense is struggling, you want to keep it short distance. Yeah. You get the penalty and you walk it off. Now it's a second down and a long 10 for yeah. the Seals. We went from second and four to second and 10 on that. Or second and nine, second and 10. Now they have it at the Schmoke at 25. Danny low snaps, able to get it. Looking deep down the right sideline for Brett Four. Brett goes up, tries to make the play. Defended well out there that time as it hits the turf. It was intended for Brett Four, but it's knocked away. Passes knocked away by nicely. The, Great defense by number 13 for Shemokin area. Ryder Zolkowski on Zolkowski on the up third defense down. that time as Danny was trying to sneak it in there to Brett Four. And that was just a go pattern out of Brett Four. He was on the outside. He was flying straight, to, trying to get to the end zone. Danny threw a decent ball, but uh, the, the defender for Shemokin just did an outstanding job on that. He got his hand in there and knocked it away. They're not able to pick it up. You're wondering if they'll give... Kyle Rule, an opportunity to kick a field goal. But they're going to throw a quick pass out here, and it's well overthrown. It was intended for Dean Hollenbach. It was over his head, but that's what we're faced with now. It's a fourth down and 10, and Danny's going to the sideline, but to get the offensive call. So they think here they're not in necessarily in Kyle Rule range. Let's see if they go to that or not. Some personnel changes going on there. Looks like there's some confusion. Guys going in and out, and whether... Looks like they're going to take a timeout to talk it over. I was thinking that maybe it was potentially out of Kyle Rule range. He does have 26-yarder as a long here, but uh, he has had a 35-yard, but this would be almost a 40, like a 42-yard field goal. might be well out of his range. 42 yards, that's what it would be, yes. But they're going to chit-chat about it to see if they give him this opportunity. Seals Grove leading 6-0 with 5.32 to go here in the first half, and 
Silas Grove's lone touchdown came after a fumble by the Berwick or by the uh, Smoking Indians. It was only a two-play drive covering six yards, just took 44 seconds, and that's the difference in this game so far. So neither offense has been able to get it picked up Ladies here for either team. No, they haven't. But I do. Uh, I like what Seals Grove's been doing with their offense. They've been coming out with the four wide receivers, and it's really thrown Shemokin's defense off because they've got to spread the field. So now they do bring Kyle Rule out. He'll attempt the he'll attempt the field goal here. They're going to spot it down at the 32. So just as you said, it's going to be a 42-yard attempt. I definitely think he has the leg now. It's worth mentioning he's had some blocked. So you got to keep the block up front to give an opportunity for the 42-yard field goal by Kyle Rule. Snap is good. The hold's good. The kick is up. It's not going to reach it. It's going to fall well short for Kyle Rule. So the Shemokin Indians will take over on downs after the missed field goal by Kyle Rule. And you got to give Shemokin Indians credit. It looked like Sillsgrove was going to take the ball down the field and potentially get more points on the board, but the Indians had something else in mind. Yeah, the, in, the Indians came up big on that third down uh, with that number 13 over there, did a great job on that pass defense. That was the one Shock was trying to find, Brett Ford down the right sideline, but it was knocked away, and that's a big play in the game for the Schmokin Indians, and Schmokin takes over first down at 10 from their own 20-yard line. They do trail 6 nothing with 5.27 to go in the first half. Tight formation for Schmokin. Grimes turns, gives it to Maddie. He's got room, second level. It's going to be hit, spins, 30-yard line out to the 31-yard line. Teague Hoover had to come up and make the stop. That was a big run that time off the right side. Well-run counter by Schmokin. They, they came out with two backs. One back went right, the other back, he faked it that way. He gave it to the other back, going to the left. They kicked out with their offensive guard, and they got yards. Our outside backers are going to have to stay home. They're going to stay on the line of scrimmage. They're going to attack that lead blocker. They Madden. can't give that space inside like that. Madden came in, 297 yards rushing, two touchdowns. He's had a good first half for the smoke, and he's going to get the call again. He's not going to get much there. It's Micaiah Showers able to get to him after about a two-yard pickup for the Smoking Indians. 4.48 to go here in the first half. 6 nothing lead for the Seals. That was the same play to the left that time, and that time our outside backer did attack the edge, attack that kickout block, and Micaiah Showers did a nice job of getting there from inside backer. So second down and eight for the Shemokin Indians. Trailing six nothing to the Seals. Grimes turns, gives the Madden again, bounces to the outside, runs away from a tackle. He's got a first down and more to the 45. Still going, bulls his way to the 46-yard line. So we talked about it coming in, and uh, we said, well, they haven't rushed the ball very well this year. You look at their numbers, only 84 yards on the ground. They haven't had a rushing touchdowns in the last five games. But, boy, you wouldn't know that from what they've been able to pull together here from a rushing attack. That's right, and they just ran the exact same play two plays in a row, and first time we stopped it, the second time they did get a kick out in their outside backer, and it went. It went for good yards. It was spotted at the 47-yard line, 3.55 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 6-0. Schmokin has no timeouts remaining here should they need them in the first half. They stay with the tight formation. Grimes turns, gives it to Matt. He's got a lot of room. Blocker's out ahead of him. He's to the 40, 
35. Cuts under the defender, gets to the 30. A late flag will be thrown in as they'll spot it at the 34-yard line. So why the officials talk over that penalty. Put in mind, the Steelers have a divisional showdown Sunday with the Ravens in Pittsburgh. Pre-game starts Sunday morning at 11. Kickoff at 1 on 100.9, the Valley. Oh, penalty against Shemokin on the run. Looked like it was towards the end of that run. It was a good run by Madden as he popped it to the outside. He was able to run away from Nyland, but a late penalty gets thrown in. So it looks like it will still stand as a first down run, but they lose yardage following that personal foul penalty. Yeah, first down. It will be a first down at the Sealands Grove 40-yard line after the run by Madden. Still and that last play was just a, was a straight-ahead blast. Fullback kicked out in the outside linebacker. Halfback was up underneath that. And, uh, First and 10, Shemokin area. They down-blocked the well onto our linebackers on the right side here in our defensive tackle. Now Grimes gets the call from the sidelines, and he'll bring his offensive team up to the line of scrimmage at the Seals Grove 40-yard line. One wide receiver splits the right. Grimes turns. There's a ball in the turf. There's a scramble for it. Never got put in the... The gut of the running back. Running back ran right past there. There's a fumble. Seals Grove benefits from it as they'll recover the fumble and they'll stop a very impressive drive by the Smoking Indians as they'll have it at the 33 yard line. First down and 10 for the Seals. Fortunate to get that ball back after, again, Smoking was moving the ball down the field and it got into Seals Grove territory. Smoking had a good drive going on there and, and the quarterback bobbled the, the snap and could not get to the ball, to the ball carrier. So first down and 10 for the Seals, three minutes and five seconds. Now they do have two timeouts if they want to use it here. Trips to the right for Danny. Trouts back under heavy pressure, rolls to his left. Got a lot of green in front of him. He's going to take off. He's going to be caught. Good pursuit that time by number 23. But it looked like Danny had a lot of room. 23 was able to get there. That's Ian Paul. It's a short pickup of five. It'll be second down and five. Five-yard run. Good job. Second down and five. So make it second and five at the, marking it at the 38-yard line, just short of 38-yard line for Seals Grove. 2.58 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 6-0. They scored in the first quarter. That was with 7.42 to go in the first quarter, and that's been all the scoring. Dean Hollebach gets the call. Using the speed, trying to bounce to the outside. Inside a defender at the 45, and he's going to take it to the 48-yard line. Good to see Dean getting involved there. He's able to burst through a hole and pick up a first down and take it to the Seals Grove 48-yard line. First down and 10. That was a great run by Dean. They had their defensive ends both in tight and coming hard. Dean had to get up underneath that defensive end. He saw that pre-snap. That was a heck of a run. First down and 10 for Seals Grove. Brett Ford, Nyland split far to the left. Tight end Metzger is on the left side as well. One wide receiver split far to the right. Danny in the shotgun. Nyland goes in motion. Faked it to Nyland. Drop it back as Danny. Looking for a wide open receiver. Looking for Dean Hollebach down the right sideline. Overthrown. Falls incomplete. Great call. Got open, Dean, but unable to make the connection. Falls incomplete. Second down and 10. That was an unbelievable call. Uh, somehow they got Dean Hollenbach completely by himself out there. Quarterback took the snap. We were max protecting. We had we had tight end in. We had a running back in. Everybody was pass blocking. And Dean Hollenbach came out of the pack from nowhere, and, and he was all by himself about 20 yards downfield. We just missed him. 
So with the miss, it's second down and 10 for Sealands Grove. 2.23 to go here in the opening half. Sealands Grove leading 6-0. Twins to each side. Danny in the gun. Gets a good snap. Drops back. Looking. He's got some time. Looking to the right. Gets rid of it. Looking for Brett Ford. Knocked away that time. Again, good defensive play on the far side for Shemokin. I really like what Mike Ferreira is doing with our formations, though. I, we didn't get that. We didn't get the job done there. Shemokin covered that well, but we come out with four wide receivers. It's forcing Shemokin to take those defensive ends and widen them out. It takes away the pass rush because now they're left with four down men to pass rush, and we can do that. We can, we can handle that group. So sets up a third down and 10. 2.17 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 6-0. Danny gets the snap. Design keeper runs with it. He's got to get into smoke and territory. Spins to the 45 before he goes down there. Want to stop that time, number 74, Nelson. On the stop, it'll be a short of a first down. It'll be a fourth down and about three for the Seals Grove Seals. And it looks like... Like they're they're going to punt this one away. Hunting team out, yeah. Just inside the I like that call. They look like they look like pass all the way, four wide receivers, and Danny kept it right up the gut. Metzger will come out and try to pin the Shemokin Indians deeper in their own territory. 1.35 to go here in the first half. Long count. Metzger gets it. Plenty of time. Gets rid of it. It's a high kick. A knuckleballer that's going to bounce at the kick. 15, roll inside the five. Seals Grove is going to get down and touch it down inside the five yard line, down to the one yard line as Metzger continues his impressive 2019 season as a punter. He pins Smoking Indians inside the one yard line. First down and 10 for Smoking from their own one. That, what, how, why Metzger does that is beyond me. That was a perfect punt. He had just enough on that. It bounced on about the eight yard line and spun to the end zone, and one of our guys got on it on the one. What a kick! Now if he wouldn't do that consistently, I would think it was a fluke. Nah, he's he's making it he's happen. He's good, man. He's he mastered good. that. And he pins Schmokin deep in their territory, as deep as you can be at the one-yard line with 122 to go here in the first half. Grimes under center. Takes the snap. Gives it to the deep man. Hit immediately. Balls oh, on the ground. There's a scramble for it. And Seals Grove comes with a fumble recovery and a touchdown by Nate Jones. In the end zone. Touchdown. Great job. All Schmokin had the ball inside the one yard. A credit credit Wyatt Metzger. He's the one to punt him down there. But uh, Schmokin was just trying to get that ball out of the hole. They wanted to get it away from their own end zone. And it was fumbled into the end zone. And Nate Schoen got great penetration from the defensive line spot and did a great job on that. And got on a touchdown. For Sealings Grove, Dominic Chekhov. That is a huge momentum. Huge momentum play for Sealings Grove. 115 left in the second half. Huge momentum swing. On the try to PAT 32. Kyle Rule holding number six. Brett Ford. Kyle Rule attempt this extra point here for the Seals Grove Seals. Try to push the lead to 13-0. The kick is up, and the kick is good. 
So Carr Rule is able to nail this one through. Momentum booster there. And you said it, Dave. Get Wyatt Metzger all the credit. Remember back in the Berwick game, the lone score for Seals Grove was after Wyatt Metzger pinned Berwick in their own territory. Ended up a defensive touchdown when Nyland intercepted it. So we get a defensive touchdown there from Nate Schoen as he jumps up on the fumble. I'm telling you, special teams are huge in, in, in every game, especially this game right now. Because that's as, as they're trading punts here, you can see that Seals Grove is just gaining ground. Every time. Gaining field position. Touchdown comes with 1.15 to go here in the first half. Seelsgrove able to jump on top of it. It's a difficult situation to be in when you're at your own one-yard line. You're just trying to gain. And remember in that, Dave, in that Berwick game, Berwick tried to just run it straight with the quarterback and ran into a wall twice before they were forced to throw it. And Nyland made the pick six for the touchdown. That's exactly right. And once again, it's because they were punted down to the one-yard line. So Carroll kicks the extra point good after the first one he attempted was no good on a tough snap. But Carroll's able to make that one good. It improves the lead to 13 nothing with 1.15 to go. A year ago, Schmokin got out to a 13 nothing lead over the Seals Grove Seals before the Seals were able to score on a safety to make it 13-2, but it's 13-0 here as this kickoff's going to sail out of bounds. Kyle Rule with the squib kick, kick but bounds. unable to keep it in that play. It'll go out of bounds, so the Schmokin Indians will get great field position with 1.15 to go in the first half. Now, they have no timeouts remaining. Be curious how they see to manage this. The run game has been good, but obviously with no timeouts and uh, – the clock running with only 115 to go it's gonna be hard to to go back to what you did in that last possession yeah, where you're and, running the ball they're effective they're really effective pass game is is off the run action it's play action pass you, you don't this isn't a place where you can run play action pass because we're expecting to throw the ball at the 35 yard line first and 10 if i'm not the mistaken Indians, the, following the that, illegal procedure kick out of bounds the seals, from seals will line. get the second half kickoff Yes. Okay. Yes. We so kicked off to them. Gaining, gaining the momentum here, yep. and then we'll get the second half kickoff as well. So that play in the end zone becomes even that much bigger of a play for the Seals defense. Backup quarterback back into the game for the Schmokin Indians. He throws a quick hitter that time. Number the catch 11. is made by Wolfgang Pearson. The quarterback back into the game is Nye. The freshman makes the quick hitter. It's a five-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and five. Under a minute to go in the first half. Stick around at halftime. We'll have updated scores on other games going around the Valley with Sean Carey. We'll get our stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Get first-half analysis from Dave Hess. And get it all ready for the second half here from Kemp Memorial Stadium on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Handoff this time is going to go to James. He's hit after gaining about a yard and a half, and that's going to be it. Ryan Almond on the stop along with trying to say is that Kissinger also making the stop, and Trey Bainey was the first guy in there. And This is a third down play here. Under 20 seconds to go in the first half. Seals Grove leading 13-0. That fumble recovered by Nate Schoen pushing the lead out 13-0. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Nye throws it, gets rid of it. It's going to be short of his intended receiver. He was looking for Shikatano out there, but it falls incomplete. It'll be a fourth down here. Six seconds to go here in the first half. Seals Grove had some success with the punt returns throughout 2019. You've talked about the wall they've been able to set up. 
if they can get to that wall, looking for a big play on a punt return here. Brett Four had a big return a week ago of 56 yards. As he'll stand inside his own 30-yard line, waiting for the James punt. I think the Seals are going to go after this. With six seconds on the clock, they're coming. Yes, they are. Oh, and almost got by Wyatt Metzger, but it's going to go away from Brett Four. It's going to bounce at the 30-yard line, and it's going to wind out the first half clock. That's the with end a of the punt there. Half. So Sealsgrove gets the late the score to push the lead up to 13 nothing, and they will get the second half kickoff. Stick around here at halftime. We'll get updated scores with Sean Carey, stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Get Dave's analysis of that first half. Get you all prepared for the second half. As Sealsgrove goes into the locker room leading 13 nothing. This is Sealsgrove football presented by Sealsgrove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Weaver's Tire Service in Northumberland supports Sealands Grove Seals football and all athletes. Because like sports teams, Weaver's Tire's customers come from all over. And to prove it this season, tell Weaver's you heard this commercial on Seals football. No matter where you live, and you get a super sports special. I don't know what it is. See Weaver's for details. They've got tires, passenger and commercial to farm, service, oil changes and inspection to repair, and two road crews to bring home the win. Weaver's Tire Service, Route 11 Northumberland, weaverstires.com, and on Facebook. Here's Kyle from WNL Subaru to introduce the new draft picks for the impressive 2020 Subaru lineup. Check out the newly redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback and Legacy models. They offer a new rugged and sporty design and upgraded technology with 11 inches of touchscreen control. Come explore the 2020 Subaru Outback and Legacy models today at WNL Subaru in Northumberland. Drive like a champion with a new Subaru from WNL. Find us online at WNLSubaru.com. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. Try the new chicken and waffles basket with fries and syrup. The two-for-four-dollar super snack is back, and the harvest berry pie is the Blizzard of the month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Sean Carey. The Seals at the half at Kemp Memorial Stadium lead Shemokin by a score of 13 to nothing. As we check our out-of-town scoreboard, quite a few of the games are at halftime and quite a few are blowouts around the Valley. Loyal Sock is leading Mifflinburg 14 to nothing. Mifflinburg quarterback Gary DeGrote leaving the game in the first half due to an injury. Halftime, it's a rough homecoming tonight for the Milton Black Panthers. Wellsboro, the Green Hornets coming down south, and they're crushing Milton at the half by a score of 40 to nothing. The last check, three turnovers by Milton in the first half. Great ball game tonight in the pit, 7-7 tie between Central Columbia and South Williamsport. And it is the battle of the old shoe tonight. Montgomery won the old shoe for the first time in 15 years last year. They're looking to retain it, but Muncie, the Indians, are leading at the half 13 to nothing. that game tonight in Muncie. Also at the half, Nativity BVM, they're shutting out Midwest 22 nothing. 
Newport 14, Line Mountain 8 at the half. These games are in the second. Upper Dauphin, Juniata, they're going back and forth. The Trojans now lead Juniata 24-20 as they approach the half. Berwick blasting Hazleton 27-0 as they approach halftime. Mount Carmel, an easy time tonight. They're shutting out Hughesville 47 to nothing. That has made it to halftime. Montoursville 36, Danville 7 in the second. Also in the second quarter at Thompson Street Stadium, Southern Columbia 49, Jersey Shore 6. Now this is the first time all season long that Southern Columbia has given up first half points. Warrior Run in Turbotville tonight. They're leading Bloom 28-7 in the second quarter. Get your scoreboard updates all night long at Eagle107.com. Don't forget here on Eagle 107 tomorrow afternoon, we have college football. It'll be homecoming at Bucknell. The Bison will be opening up Patriot League play as they take on Holy Cross. Our pregame will be at 1.30 with head coach Dave Cicchini. Doug Birdsong, Kevin Herr, Matt Catrillo with you tomorrow from Christie here on Eagle 107. It's also homecoming at Penn State. The Nittany Lions will take on Purdue. That is a noon kick. The airtime will be tomorrow morning at 10.30. The tailgate show outside the Jordan Center with Steve Jones, Jack Ham, Matt McGloin, and Roger Corey on 1070 AM WKOK. NFL coming up on Sunday. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. They're back at home to take on the Jets. Sam Darnold has been ruled out of Sunday's game for New York. Have that here on Eagle 107. Pre-game at noon, kickoff at 1 with Merrill Reese and Mike Quick. And the Steelers looking for their second straight win. They stay in division to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Pre-game will be at 11 a.m. Kickoff at 1 from the Berg with the Pittsburgh Steelers on 100.9 The Valley. Baseball playoffs, the divisional series are underway. Final score from this afternoon, uh, Houston defeating Tampa Bay 6-2. Uh, great uh, afternoon on the bump by Justin Verlander. Currently, the Atlanta Braves... Uh, they have defeated St. Louis by score three to nothing. So that series is now even at one game apiece after the Braves three nothing shutout. Bottom of the third, Minnesota leading the Yankees two to nothing. And coming up tonight, a little after nine thirty, it'll be Washington and the Dodgers. The Dodgers look to go two nothing in that series. Again, here on Eagle 107 tonight from Kent Memorial Stadium, the Seals leading Shimokin by a score of 13 to nothing. The Seals were able to take advantage of an early first quarter fumble by Shimokin. Down they go with the I formation. Almond, the fullback, just goes to Schoen. He gets it. Goal line. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. Four yard touchdown run from Nate Schoen after the fumble recovery by Seals Grove. The point after touchdown was no good with Seals Grove leading by a score of six to nothing. Seals Grove tried a field goal attempt in the second quarter. It was no good, but it has been a, uh, a chess match tonight. Field position, quite a few punts going back and forth. Wyatt Metzger with a great boot for the Seals. Pinning Shemokin back to the one-yard line, and this happened. Splash play with Seals on defense. Grimes under center. Takes the snap. Gives it to the D-man. Hit immediately. Ball's on the ground. There's a scramble for it. And Seals Grove comes with a fumble recovery and a touchdown by Nate Schoen. Nate Schoen, one touchdown on offense and one touchdown tonight on defense. So following the 44-yard Wyatt Metzger punt, the one-yard line, uh, it was a one-yard fumble recovery. Nate Schoen grabbing the pigskin in the end zone. Point after touchdown was good by rule, and that's where we stand. 13 to nothing in favor of Seawans Grove at the half. Don't forget, there is a high school football game in the Valley tomorrow night. It is Shikalemi homecoming. The Braves will entertain the Lewisburg Green Dragons. I have coverage for that on News Radio 1070 WKOK of the Braves call with Kevin Herr and Matt Catrillo, and the Lewisburg call will be on 100.9, the Valley with Greg Wetzel and Justin Michaels. Pre-game will be at 5.30, kickoff at 6 from Shikalemi Stadium. 
Don't forget, here tonight on Eagle 107, following the game, we'll have our Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. We'll hear from head coach Derek Hicks and players on the field. And I'll be with you in studio for Sunbury Motors game night. We'll put a bow on week seven with scores and highlights from across the central Susquehanna Valley. We'll take a quick break. We'll return to Kent Memorial Stadium. We'll get first half stats from our Z-man, the stat man, Zach Showers. And Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess will have the second half call between the Seals and Shimokin. Seals up 13-0 at the break. This is Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glicks installed the heat and glow inserts and fireplace, We've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Colhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glix Heat and Glow products. Your exciting new TV experience is here. TiVo from Service Electric Cablevision is smarter, faster, and easier to use. With live TV, recordings, video on demand, and streaming apps all in a single place. When you're looking for something new, TiVo's recommendations are tailored to you. Voice-powered, personalized results help you find what you want faster. And you can experience the unlimited potential of smart home. The new experience from TiVo is here. Call SECV today or visit secv.com slash TiVo to learn more. You know fall is the perfect time to take a day trip to visit the many local and New York wineries, breweries, sporting events, and much more. And the professional chauffeurs at Central PA Limousine and Car Service will help make it a day to remember. Choose from their fleet of luxury sedans, custom-built limousines, or shuttle vehicles that can seat up to 27 passengers. Like Sealands Grove Football, experience excellence in motion with Central PA Limousine and Car Service. For details, call Central PA Limousine and Car Service at 570-556-4777 or visit cpalimoride.com. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Welcome back to Kemp Stadium. Sealands Grove leading 13-0 at halftime. As you heard the scoring, Sealands Grove scored the first one back in the first quarter with 7.42 to go in that first quarter. The recipient of a fumble, two plays later, took it in for the score. And then a fumble recovered by Nate Schoen in the end zone. The extra point by Rule was good. And that's where we stand, 13-0. We take a look at the candidates for the Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. The first fumble by Schmoke recovered by Seals Grove as a candidate. And then the Schoen fumble recovery as well. So those are two candidates for the Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. They were watching the Seals Grove Seals marching band entertaining the crowd. Another beautiful night for high school football. Hard to believe we moved to the seventh week of the season. Next week, we return home to Seals Grove, back-to-back games, Central Mountain next week, followed by Danville. And then we go back on the road to wrap up the 2019 season at Montoursville. But Seals Grove does, does excuse me, lead 13-0. But when you look at the numbers... Again, not numbers you can rely on to win a lot of games for either team. Seals Grove just five first downs, Shemokin six. In the rushing department, Shemokin coming in, struggling in the rushing department, but we said Henry Nosky knows about running, and he ran for a whole lot of yards as a running back for the Southern Columbia Tigers, and uh, he, he's put together a good game plan. He's seen 82 yards on the ground, and that's right around their full game average. So Smokey getting the better of that. Seals Grove just 52 yards on the ground. In the passing department, 
uh, bleak to say the least for either team. 37 yards for Seals Grove, just 28 for Shemokin. So total yards in that first half, Seals Grove just 89 yards, Shemokin 110, and 10 combined penalties for over 60 yards in yardage for both teams. So, again, not a game that's been smooth. The one thing that you don't see on here is the amount of fumbles that we've had on top of the fact that we've had teams lose five of them combined, but there's been other ones that have hit the turf that teams have been able to. So, again, we, our, our motto has been choppy, and that's how some of these games have gone. And, boy, this first half has been right around right around that same motto. Yeah, it's very it's, choppy. It's been an odd it's been an oddball first half. And and you're right, the ball's been out a lot. There's been a lot of sloppiness with the football right down to the, the quarterback center snap, which has caused both teams some trouble. Um, the one thing that really surprised well, a couple things surprising about this game. I thought Seals Grove would have more success running the ball against Shemokin. Just watching him on film, I thought that Shemokin was a little bit vulnerable to some of the things we'd show them, but Shemokin's done a good job defending our run. We only have 52 yards total uh, in the first half rushing. Um, Another thing surprised me was was our defense against Shemokin's run. Shemokin on film did not look real effective running all that power stuff, but they have really found... they found a couple of seams in the defense of Seals Grove tonight, and they've, they've exploited it. Now, they got, it's still not a huge number, but they got 82 yards rushing in the first half. Those are, are two surprises. I thought we'd be a little better against them running the ball, and I didn't think they'd be effective running the ball against us, but they have been. They have been uh, a team that we talked about coming into tonight has not been able to run it real effectively. When you look at Shemokin offensively, just 165 total offense on average, and right now they're sitting at 110. In the rushing department, 84.3 yards per game for the Shemokin Indians. Again, they're at 82 right now. So, And we talked about We highlighted it coming in that they've struggled in the rushing department. They have not had a rushing touchdown in the last five games. They've not had a 70-plus yard rusher in the last five games. And they're getting both of that right now coming into the second half. So they can ride that. And fortunately for them, it's still just 13 nothing. So you could stay with that game plan and keep running the ball where you don't have to feel like you need to start chucking it all over the place. Because Sealers Grove, seeing film, realized they're going to throw it some. So they even put Danny at corner at that 6-3, put him at corner to go along with that. But, you know, right now Sealers Grove is going to have to regroup. Last week it was... Loyal Sock throwing the ball over the middle and exploiting the middle of our defense passing. Yeah. We made those changes and adjust. So I have no fear that those adjustments are going to be made here at halftime. No. Uh, w- one of the, the major adjustments we've got to make is is we've got to get our, our outside backers to, to squeeze the line of scrimmage tougher. When they see the blasts with the fullback lead blocking, the counters with the off-guard lead blocking, they can't wait for that guy to come. They've got to go and attack him as deep into the backfield as they can. Because what that does is it throws the running backs running lane off. There is no running lane when you do that. If you go straight up field and just let them just let them get into you as an outside backer, you're creating a running lane inside of you. They've had success with that. So that that's not a tough adjustment to get your outside backers to attack the kickout block. Look at individual numbers here. Again, our stats being handed to us by our stat man Zach Showers. First for the Schmokin Indians, Nate Grimes. 3, 4, 11, 13 yards passing. 
And when he got injured and had to come out of the game, now he has returned to the game. Fortunate for the Shemokin Indians in getting quarterback back on the field. Nye came in. He went two for four for 15 yards. The main target has been Mosser. Three catches for 21 yards. And we've already talked about in the rushing department, Madden, 11 carries for 68 yards. James, three carries for just six yards. And the quarterback, Grimes, two carries for four yards. For Salem's Grove, Danny Shock, one for nine for 37 yards. He's had three passes that we were just talking about here uh, off the air that had just been near gets, near uh, completions that would have been for big plays. The one was defended well against Brett Four. The other two were misses, and you saw it when when Dean Hollenbach, he came out of the backfield, was wide open up the right sideline, or else these numbers are looking completely different. You're right, and and, and the the pass that he made uh, that the the Schmoken kid defended very well was a perfect throw. I mean, the kid just made an incredible play. And those other two passes, he was those kids. Both of our receivers were, th- were within a step of that ball. And the good thing about that is Danny threw those where only our kid had a shot at making a catch. Nobody else did. Now, if we just a little faster, take a little tiny bit off that ball, it would have been two nice completions. It would have been a different story. Now, Brett Ford does have the one catch for 37 yards for the Seals Grove Seals in the rushing department. Uh, Danny Schock has uh, run the ball tonight, six carries, 25 yards. Hollenbach, he's getting things going a little bit, using his quickness, seeing him running some things in between the tackles instead of trying to stretch everything out for Dean. And he's run five times for 25 yards. Nate shown six carries for only two yards, but he has a touchdown to his credit. Nate Schoen has the fumble recovery for a touchdown and also the rushing touchdown for the Seals. That's the difference so far. Seals Grove leading here at halftime. 13-0 over the Shemogan Indian Seals Grove trying to get over 500 here on the season. They got out to a win to start the season at 1-0, but then they ran into Jersey Shore and Southern and fell uh, to 1-2. and two. And then they ended up getting a win against Chickalimbi before losing to Berwick. They beat Loyal Sock last week. But, again, tonight they're trying to get over 500 and try to get the record to 4-3. and three, And this is huge. Yes, Seals Grove is all evened up at 3-3. Three, at three and three. We have, We've got – this is a must-win game tonight, and we're, we're in good shape. It's 13 nothing at this point. But we've got to put a good second half together uh, because, you know, it, we – Playoffs are, are looming large. You, you shouldn't think that far ahead, but you know we got to worry about Shemokin in the second half right now. But we've got to get these wins because we we want home field advantage because that really counts in the playoffs at that time of the year. The kind of weather you have, you get stuck going to Jersey Shore, which nobody likes to do. We've got to get these wins, and tonight's a big one. And right now they lead thirteen nothing again, and it's not. Uh... It's not been a pretty first half, not on uh, Schmokin or on Seals Grove's side. So they go into halftime, talk things over, trying to sure some things up as we get ready to start the second half. Both teams have returned to the field. Uh, Seals Grove, to their benefit as well, not only getting that fumble recovery by Schoen, a one-yard recovery for Seals Grove to put them up 13-0, but they do get the second half kickoff as well. So any adjustments you talk at halftime to see if those things can come together here from an offensive standpoint. If you're curious, if they don't put Danny under center and try to go to maybe that power stuff and see if you can get Dean going behind Ryan Allman's block. I really thought that we would we would be match up well against their defensive front with our offensive front, and that's been a surprise. And I, I agree. If you could go under center, because a lot of the a lot of the bobbling has happened during uh, well while he was in the shotgun, they get under center and hand the ball off. You know, run their their powers and their counters and their things like that. I think we could be okay. And uh, Dean Hollenbach has found his niche with with the zone, uh, the zone blocking up front because with the zone blocking. 
you're blocking two linemen on two defenders and all the way across. So there's three sets of two guys blocking two guys on their team. So as a running back, you got to find the seams between those combination blocks. And uh, Dean Hollenbach has really found that tonight. He's been he's been hitting the the point of attack, but he's been melding with the linebackers and moving away from that point of attack and finding the seams. I like what he's doing. I think he's really matured as a running back tonight. I would expect to see him come back out here to start the second half and again do those very things that you're speaking of and see if we can't get this rushing game going. They did it in the second half last week. They're able to get things going and even against you know, I go back to what Sealsgrove did against Loyal Sock uh, last year when they, they committed to the run where Joe Kahn had a big night uh, for the Seals Grove Seals. Boy, you'd see it like because you know Dean Hollenbach, program guys getting his opportunity now, played sparingly last year. Now he's getting opportunities as a senior, and wouldn't it be awesome to see him just break out and have a 100-yard gain and see if Seals Grove could put this one away. They do lead 13-0. As we wrap up halftime, get ready to move into the third quarter. Seals Grove up 13-0. They'll get the second half kickoff to get things underway here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. It's a short kick. be taken by Teague Hoover at the 30. Trying to get to the right hash to the numbers now, and he's going to be taken down at the 35-yard line. Teague Hoover on the return. The tackle that time for the Smoking Indian was was Frosch as his sophomore at 5'10", 172-pound sophomore for the Smoking Indians on the stop. Seals grow good field position, though, as they'll have it at the 35-yard line to get the second half underway. Well, they kicked the guy to the right ball. Teague Hoover didn't hesitate. He was just sprinting forward and got that catch. So here we'll see what the adjustments here. As you see, Miller playing the guard along with Nick Young, the guards. Trey Bainey, the center. Vance Metzger, the right tackle. Schaefer, the left tackle. As we get the second half underway, they do go to the I formation with Dandy under center. Nyland goes in motion from right to left. Shot gets the call. Pitches to Nyland. Trying to get a block from Ryan Allman. He's going to get it to the edge. Uden Speed. Good pursuit defensively that time. Number 23 for Schmokey got to him, but Dean Hollenbach is going to get a good three yards, four yards on the carry to set up a second down and six. That was just a straight toss left. They tried to get Dean to the outside. They got him there. Good lead block by Ryan Almond. Every all the, the entire offensive front reached hard to the left and tried to hook everybody inside. They did a pretty good job. Shemokin's defensive end did fight upfield and, and, and make Dean run a little deeper than he wanted to, but he still ended up with four yards. So second down and six for the Seals Grove Seals. Just underway here in the second half. Danny turns, gives it to Dean again. Bounces off a tackler, going up the left sideline. And he's using his strength that time on top of his speed. He bounced off that defender or else that's a two-yard loss. And he makes this a much more manageable third down and short. We'll call it a third down and two for the Seals Grove offense. That was a lead left. It was supposed to go between the left guard and tackle. And Ryan Ahmed uh, attacked it. He was supposed to lead on to the backer, but there was a crowd of people there. Dean bounced off of Ryan and and sprang to the outside and, and made some yards on his own. Trying to pick up a crucial first down to start the second half. Want to move the chains and keep this possession going. Tight formation. Eye formation behind Chuck. Turned. Pitched to Dean. Trying to get a block from Ryan Allman again to get to the near side. He's going to get enough as he crosses the 45 to the 46-yard line. 
love this. Dave, we go back to talking about the Trinity game, and it's worth mentioning again. We talked about it on the way here. 80 carries in that game and a two-point win over Trinity, but you talked about it. You knew you had to keep the other team off the field, and you went to commit it to the run, and boy, what a game that was. I'd love to see a second half like that. I knew, and we're seeing that so far. I, I like a three-yard run when it's third and two. That was a great job by Dean Hollenbach. Toss right. Use the speed to get there and get the first down. Give the Dean again, straight up the middle, spins, takes the defender just short of midfield, the 49-yard line. He was able to carry a defender to the 49-yard line. Three-yard gain, we'll take it. Pearson able to stop along with Frosch as well. It's going to be a second down and we're called a six, long six, called a second down and seven. As Christian Cancel split to the right, Brett Ford far to the left, trips to the left this time. Danny in the shotgun formation, takes the snap, drops back, heavy pressure. Going to throw a pass out there for Dean Hollenbach. Falls incomplete, wasn't there. Smoke had defended that well. Frosch all over Dean Hollenbach on that. Falls short. Now it's going to be a third down and seven. Kind of sets you up on a third down and long after you've been running the ball pretty well. Yeah, and that was just a. Uh, they're trying to hit Dean, Dean Hollenbach in the flat there, and it just. Danny was rushed. Danny threw it away. That was actually a smart decision by him just to get rid of it. So they go back to run play here. Nope, they're going to keep Danny in the gun. Trips to the left, one wide receiver to the right. There's a no safety look. Danny drops back. Got some time. Looking over the middle. Looking for Metzger, and it's going to be knocked around. He was looking for Metzger, was knocked away from the defender that was guarding Christian Cans. Hits the turf, falls incomplete, and it's going to be a punting situation here for the Seals Grove Seals. And that was another good play by by Ryder Zolkowski by Shimoka, number 13. Second time he did a he, he had a fingertip bat away with the ball. So they came out running the ball well, moving the ball down the field. They went with a pass, unable to make the connection, had to go back to the pass on a third and seven, unable to make the connection. So it sets up a punting situation for Metzger as they'll try to pin Shimokin Indians deep in their territory. Ball's going to roll. Inside the 20, as Teague Hoover stands over top of it about the 16-yard line, and that's where he'll spot it down. Schmokin will take over first down and 10 for their own 16-yard line, trailing Seals Grove 13-0 with 9.04 to go here in the third. So Seals Grove came out in that possession, had two very good runs by Dean Hollenbach. Then they did go try to flare pass out to Dean, unable to make that connection. Really changes the whole way you're going to handle that possession. They go for another pass, and just like that, they had to punt it away, give it back to Shemokin. Now Shemokin has it their own 17-yard line, first down and 10. Tight formation for the Indians. Backup quarterback dies in the game, gives it to Madden. Madden goes under a defender. Kissinger able to get it out to the... About a one-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and nine for Shemokin. That wasn't bad. Now, that once again, that was a blast play. They had the lead block, lead back kick out on Scott Kissinger, our outside linebacker. <clears throat> Scott could probably could have attacked a little tougher, but he did squeeze it enough that uh, the scene that behind the kick out block wasn't big, and we were able to get there. So it's only a one-yard gain. Again, the backup quarterback, Ed, Brett Nye, just a freshman, 5'11", 185 pounds. He's under center. High formation behind him. Fakes it to the pitchman. Inside handoff that time goes to James, and he's going to be hit, taken down by Brandon Heil before James is able to get to the 19-yard line. He'll get about 
Looks like they'll mark it just inside the 19. So it's going to be a third down and long for the Shemokin Indians. That was underneath counter. They faked the tailback and gave to another back coming through underneath. That was That's a scary-looking play, but... Um, our, our backside linebacker stayed at home. He did a good job staying at home, and he was there for the cutback, the counter. Anytime you have a play going away from if you're a backer, you're looking for cutbacks and counters and reverses and stuff like that. you got to stay at home. Big play here, third down and long for Shemokin. Rolling to the right is Nye. Not going to get out of that. He's going to go down quickly. Schaefer, the senior, able to get in here. Loss on the play. And just that quickly, it will be a punting situation here for the Shemokin Indians. Again, let's give some credit again as we've been doing. Metzger punts it away, yeah. sends the ball down close towards the 15-yard line, mm-hmm. about the 17-yard line. It really changes how you're going to go about Pushing handling your offensive possession, and the, the defense yeah. takes over and forces a punting situation here for the Smoking Indians. Fourth and 14. Seals Grove looking to get great field position as Nye and Brett or Nyland and Brett Four stand at the Smoking 45-yard line. It's going to drive Nyland back, get a great roll this time. James gets the most of a roll for Shemokin as the ball is going to roll all the way to the Seals Grove 30-yard line. 6.55 to go here in the third quarter. Seals Grove leading 13-0. They come out for the second offensive possession here in the second half. Now, they they, they had some success running the ball. Two quick hitters for Hollenbach was able to get a first down. And then they went to the pass, and things didn't work out so well. Like to see him come back and see if they run the ball here back to Hollenbach, who had some good runs in that last possession. Yes, if they establish that run game, if they get a run game established, which they desperately need to do, um, it'll open up the pass. Seals Grove coming in tonight only averaging 74 yards per game. That's 2.5 yards a carry coming into tonight. Danny in the gun takes a snap. Under some pressure. Looking for the deep one to Nyland. Nyland makes the catch in smoking territory. 30, 25, 20, 50, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. That was, that was just a straight-ahead go for Nyland. He was straight down the field. Danny Shot got it popped just as he hit, just as he threw that ball. He put it right on the money, right over the head. Um, Nyland just, all he had to do was reach up above his head, and it, the ball was right there. Nyland's shown that ability to get hand on the ball. He's got good hands, and if it's anywhere close, we saw that in a game earlier in the season when he was able to go up and make a great catch. I think that was against the Shikalemi Braves when he was able to extend his body fully and bring that ball in. That one was right on the fingertips. He brings it in, uses his speed, takes it in for the score. 70-yard touchdown reception by Nyland from sophomore quarterback Danny Schock. The extra point by rule is good so sealers grove benefits from a big connection from sophomore quarterback to senior wide receiver josh nyland 70 yard touchdown pass the seals grove lead out to 20 to nothing and this comes with 643 to go here in the third quarter well we once again now that the shimokin they they love the crowd line of scrimmage they, they had a lot of people up in the line of scrimmage, and we, we did catch them on that one. So uh, they they put they did an all-out blitz. They got to the quarterback. They got there late. Danny just got the ball off, uh, and it was just a terrific catch by Nyland. We talked about some of the 
uh, near near misses by Seals Grove in that first half on the connection. So when Danny let that one go, it was just a matter of whether he was going to be able to drop it right in Nyland's hand. He's able to. Nyland does the rest after he made the catch about the 40-yard line and, again, ran away from the defender, took it in for the score. Seals Grove pushes their lead out on that one-play drive covering 70 yards. Shock to Nyland. The extra point good. Seals Grove now leading 20 nothing with 6.43 to go in the third period. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Kicking for Seals Grove. Kyle Rule will Roll. kick this one away. It'll be off to the left, go out of bounds again, and give great field position to the Shemokin Indians. Not sure if that's by design to just try to pin him deep in the corner there, but unfortunately for Seals Grove, it's hitting the turf and it's going right out of bounds. Yeah, he's... Uh, Generally, when you kick off that, that hash, you want to kick it between the hash line and the sidelines over there on, on the far side of the field so that you only have to defend a third of the field. That, that's the idea behind that. But his he's get, he kicked a little bit of a knuckleball there. It hit funny, and it rolled out of bounds. With that connection to Nyland, that's his third touchdown reception of the season. And Danny, Danny shocked sixth touchdown pass of the season for, for the Sealands Grove Seals as they push the lead out to 20 nothing on that one play, 70-yard drive for the Seals Grove Seals. Shemokin takes over, first down at 10, rolling to the left is nigh. He's upended. Looked like he might have tripped over Madden as Makai Showers coming in, met Madden as a blocker. It looked like Nye might have tripped up over his foot, fell to the ground, two-yard loss, second down at 12 for the Smoking Indians. Showers made that play because he he didn't wait around. He took on that, that the, the lead blocker very tough. Now, if uh, the quarterback just barely tripped over someone or something, but it would have been a pretty significant run by Shemokin had he not been there. Sets up a second down, and we're calling it 13. Coming up on six minutes to go here in the third period. Seals Grove leading 20-0. Blitz coming. It's a design keeper by Nye. He's met. Oh. Hit the turf. Coming up, making the stop is Nate Schoen as he's able to came up, come up and make the hit. Nate Schoen. And it's going to be put inside of the Shemokin. Nope, they're going to mark it right at the 30-yard line. So back to where this possession started. After the hit by Schoen, it will force a third down and 10. Danny Schock will come in and play the right corner position on his third down and long for Shemokin. That was a blast play. They had two lead two lead blockers out in front of that. It looked like it was going to go forever, but uh, somehow... Um, Schoen was able to get there from the nose guard position and make the tackle. Third down and 10 for the freshman quarterback stepping in for Grimes. Two wide receivers split to the right. Blitz coming. Drops back. Looking right. Gets rid of it. Over the head of his receiver. Was it intercepted by Nyland? They'll say it was intercepted by Josh Nyland. So back-to-back games, Nyland gets interception. So Seals Grove will take over following Nyland's interception. Great field position at their own 47-yard line. We got a little pressure uh, on the quarterback, but I tell you what, it was just a great play by Nyland to make a break on that ball. Made a great adjustment on that. Ball had sailed over the intended receiver's head. He made a break on it, makes the catch, saves a lot of field position. Had they forced a punt there, it gives Seals Grove great field position at the 47-yard line as they'll send two wide receivers split to the left. 5.08 to go here in the third period, 20-0 lead for the Seals Grove Seals. Two guys moving there, now resetting is Brett Four. Nyland goes in motion, now the flag will be thrown. Danny being pressured out of the pocket, gets rid of it. 
looking for Christian Kantz. Falls incomplete, but there's a flag on the play. Get a chance to remind you here that Sunday the Eagles play host to the Jets at the link on Eagle 107. Pre-game starts at noon. Kickoff at 1 with Maurice and Mike Quick on Eagle 107. Also on Eagle 107, join Sean Carey in the afternoon for the last few hours of your workday. He'll keep those seven-song supersets going every hour, and we'll crank up the rock and roll with the 5 o'clock attitude adjustment. And on Friday, Sean kicks off the block party weekend at 3 on Eagle 107. They called it an illegal shift on Seals Grove because they had, Seals Grove had two men moving at the same time. If you have two men moving at the same time prior to the snap, they both have to set, reset um, for that to become a legal play. And Brett Ford did, but Nyland kept going on his motion, and then the play went. So exactly what you're saying, and that's why the flag was thrown. It marches the ball back inside Seals Grove 45-yard line to the 42-yard line. Design keeper by Danny. He's got some rope under a defender. Great block by Ryan Ahmet. Takes it in smoking territory. It's inside of the 45 down to the 44-yard line. Just short of the first down marker. Good play by that offensive line. And Ryan Allman leading the way for Danny Schock. That was a design quarterback run to the outside, to the right, on the right side. I really like what they're doing with that. This is the first time we've seen this, I believe, with where we've had a lot of designed runs by the quarterback. But uh, when you have to defend that quarterback as an 11th man, that's hard. He makes the most of it there, able to take the ball just short of the first down, but he's going to keep it there and get the first down as he's able to drive behind a good push by Trey Bainey. And it's going to be a first down pickup for the Seals Grove Seals with 439 to go in the third period. Seals Grove leading 20 nothing over the Shemokin Indians. Good old quarterback sneak, and uh, our offensive line got good movement. Went on a very quick snap. I think maybe Shemokin may not have been prepared at that time. 425 to go here in the third. Five receivers to each side. Twins to each side. Danny in the gun moves Ryan Allman from the right to the left this time. He's in the backfield with Shock. Shock looking. Gets some pressure. It's going to take off and run. He's got some room. Gets a block out in front of him by Wyatt Metzger. Tiptoes out of bounds. Short of the 30-yard line to about the 31-yard line. It's right at the first down marker. See if it's enough for a first down. See what the call is here. The officials haven't given. Now they have. They give us a signal for first down by Danny Shock on the run that time. Just tucked it away and took off. And picked up the first down. And that was not a designed run. That was a pass play all the way. But Danny did a – there was nothing there, and Danny just tucked it and ran. That is really disheartening for a defense. When you get a great pass rush, you chase the quarterback out of the pocket, and he ends up getting yards. But that that's good for us. First down and 10 for the Seals. Danny stays in the gun. Twins to each side. Going to give it to Ryan Allman straight up the middle. Gets a good push inside the 30. Looks like going to take it to the – 28-yard line. Good job up front. Nick Young along with Trey Bainey. Also, Steve Miller, Vance Metzger, and Schaefer gets a good push. The, the freshman Steve Miller, uh, it was a trap. It was a trap right that time. Steve Miller, the left guard, pulled behind the center and kicked out on Shemokin's right defensive tackle there. For a freshman to run, to run a trap block, that's pretty good. And picks up just a few on that one, yep. but it's a good push inside the 30-yard line in Schmokin territory. Goes to Ryan Allman again. Hit that time very hard from the left side of that Schmokin defense. Look like three purple shirts involved in a stop there. And 50 
Tate Frederick on the stop that time for the Smoking Indians got to Ryan Allman and took him off his feet. And that was the exact same play. That was another trap, except this time Steve missed that trap block, and the trap man was the defensive tackle was able to get down inside and make a solid tackle for Shemokin. So third down and nine following the play there. Under three minutes to go in the third period. Seals Grove leading 20-0. Dropping back is Danny, looking for a screen pass to Ryan Ahmed. He's defended, he throws it away, and it goes out of bounds. That's a good throwaway by Dan. That, that screen pass just not is not setting up for some reason. Things that the, the Shemokin defense is getting to the quarterback much too quickly. And it um, and the running back's not quite set by the time the quarterback has to get rid of the ball. Now Danny just threw that ball away, which was smart. It's fourth and nine at this point. Four down territory. They're going to go for it here. They have it at the smoking 30-yard line, leading 20-0. Are the Seals. Seals looking to improve the 4-3 and three on the season. Trying to make it back-to-back wins here in 2019. Dropping back is Danny. Under heavy pressure again. Looking over the middle. Was looking for Nyland on the deep slant. Nyland complaining that he was grabbed when he went to the slant. No flag thrown. So that's going to turn the ball over on downs back to the smoking Indians. The smoking damn Indian defense comes up big when they need to and gets the ball back to their offense. Good, a good protection by the Seals offensive line that play. We just didn't get to throw there or whatever happened. I'm not sure what happened to the receiver, but <clears throat> remind you here, Blaze Alexander sponsors our four tough game of the week as we're following the 6-0 Montoursville Warriors as they're hosting the 4-2 Danville Ironman. Our last update on that, Montoursville looks to stay undefeated in handling uh, Danville to this point, but we'll keep an eye on that game as we go out throughout the rest of the game here from Kent Memorial Stadium. This is going to be Madden hit going down, so we lost him to play about yard. Trey Bainey got a good push in there. Makai Showers finished off the runner, a loss of one. Second down and 11 for the Indians. They had their fullback kicking out our left defensive end again that time, and um, we were uh, Makai Showers was actually able to get there from the backside on that at the linebacker. When we get another chance, we'll be able to send it back to Sean as he gives us Aubrey Alexander Toya out of town scoreboard to keep up to date, update on all the games going on around the valley when we get our next opportunity there. We're also looking for the Schmokenham Health Center backbreaker play of the game candidate for the third quarter here. Quick pass over the middle. This time the connection is made. Dragon defenders is smoking receiver to take him beyond the 45-yard line as Nye able to find his man coming across the middle. <clears throat> Once again, that was uh, that was a dive pass dump, the oldest the oldest pass play in all of football, the best pass play in all of football. Mm-hmm. Quarterback faked to the running back, pulled it up, threw it to the, the, the tight end, who just went straight up field. It was a nice-looking play by Shemokin. And it was enough to pick up a first down and move it beyond their own 45-yard line. Blitz coming, quick throw by Nye. Finds this man who Number makes 15, the catch in Sealsgrove territory, but hit immediately by Kissinger. And also on the play there, Nyland. But a good connection between Nye and finding his man, Mosser. Then second up a second down and four for Shemokin. Good six-yard slant. It was a slant play, and and it was and a slant. We we were actually giving a little bit too much cushion on the outside. Our cornerback was playing pretty far off their receiver. <clears throat> but the, the the thing that made that happen is the, the quarterback caught the ball and threw it immediately, as, as quick as he got it, and that's hard to defend. Updated score on that Montoursville game all over Danville in the third quarter, 43 to 14. Nye drops back again. It's got a man. Had a chance to get it to James, unable to make the connection there as he got away from a defender, Kissinger, 
but the connection not made. It's going to be a third down and four for Shemokin with under 53 seconds, or just at 53 seconds to go here in the third period. The Seals Grove leading 20 nothing. And Shemokin keeps going back to the play-action pass, which is smart because this stuff works. I mean, David, the power run game has been working for them in the first half. They're faking the run stuff. Quarterback's pulling it out. He's thrown to the tight ends and, and the running backs right now. And uh, good good calls by uh, the Shemokin coaches. They're going to have here third down and short. Pitch is going to go to Madden. Underneath the defender, but taken down immediately. Schaefer was trying to get to him, but Kissinger, Makai Showers, Metzger, gang tackle on that one, able to take Madden down. So it's going to be a fourth down and four. Clock running 40 seconds to go here in the third period. And that was a toss right. The quarterback just tossed it to the tailback. He's trying, he's trying to get outside on that play. It's an outside play, but our uh, contained man, our outside backer, was able to turn it back in. And uh, when you cut that back into our defense, it's kind of hard to run in there. We have too many people on the inside. Fourth down here, fourth down and four for Shemokin. They have it at the Seals Grove 48-yard line. I formation behind Nye. Looking for the quick hitter over the middle. And did he make the connection? And the referee is going to say he made the connection as the catch is made that time. Ian Paul at Seals Grove 35-yard line. So they have one pass play, and they're using it and benefit from it with the first down. Again, that was just a dive pass dump once again. He just, he just faked the dive, pulled it out, and threw it to the short receiver. To Ian Paul, number 23, made that catch on that one with that play. That ends the third quarter. Shemokin on the move, but they do trail 20 nothing to the Seals. Take a break, come back. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Here at Murray Motors Chevrolet, we are big enough to serve you, small enough to know your name. From sales, service, parts, and our body shop, Murray Motors Chevrolet brings you a bigger, better selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, including the area's best certified pre-owned inventory. Our new inventory is expanding to an all-time high. We offer the only lifetime powertrain warranty and price match guarantee on all new Chevrolet models. Murray Motors Chevrolet located a half mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove, or online at murraychevy.com. Powertrain warranty does not include commercial vehicles. Eagle 107 is WEGH Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Primetime NFL and WKOK this week features the Indianapolis Colts at Kansas City Sunday night at 7.30. Monday night, Cleveland at San Francisco at 7.30. And a new week of NFL football starts Thursday night with the Giants at New England starting at 8 o'clock. All on WKOK. Can we start the fourth quarter? Seals Grove leading 20 nothing over the Schmokin Indians. With Schmokin putting a drive here together, they got a first down and 10 at Seals Grove's 35 yard line. Chickatana goes in motion. Going to pitch. Going to be a halfback pass. He's James is looking. Can't find anybody. Gets away from one guy, but he's going to be finished off by Kissinger. First guy in there was Schaefer. Slow developing play. Never had a chance. Schaefer was in there to disrupt things, and Kissinger finished them off. Yeah, those are uh, they're, they're kind of awkward. We ran one last week, and we, we were able to, to throw for touchdown pass, but it's kind of awkward, but uh, it, it works uh, from time to time. You toss that the ball out to your running back and let him throw it downfield. It looked to me like Teague Hoover was with their deep receiver, though. So it's a loss on the play of five. It'll be a second down and 15. Has just started the fourth quarter here at Kemp Memorial Stadium. 
Dropping back is nine. Looking. Plenty of time. Nope, not now. It closes quickly, and that's Trey Bainey able to get in there and make the stop. Looked like Nye had some time as he was standing tall in that pocket, but Trey Bainey came off quickly and got to him. Another loss on the play. Shimoka struggled with their just a regular pocket pass there. That was about a three-step drop for the quarterback. Shimoka had some trouble last week with Jersey Shore protecting against with a pocket pass also. So they're going to have to get that sorted out. But uh, Trey Bainey came free. He did a great job. He came from the nose guard position. Smoking coming in tonight, averaging 17 points per game. Seals Grove defense trying to hold their opponent under their scoring average for a third straight week. Handoff, inside handoff, plenty of room this time for James. But he's going to be ended by T. Hoover right at the 39-yard line. James tried to cut up underneath of him, but Hoover finished him off well short of a first down. It's going to be fourth down. And about 13 for the Smokin' Indians. Smokin' runs a run. They've run a lot of misdirection, and that's one of those plays where one running back ran left, and you give it to the other running back coming back to the right. And, and James just did a great job on that play. Again, linebackers, when when you see the ball going away from you, you've got to tempo the ball. You got to stay behind the ball and look for cutbacks, counters, stuff like that. And uh, we didn't do a very good job of that last time. Fourth down here. Blitz coming for. The Seals grow seals off the side. Nye's going to be tripped up, and he falls down. As he stepped away from the center, he got tripped up, fell to the turf at the 40-yard line. That's going to turn the ball over on downs, back to the Seals Grove Seals. And, Dave, we talked about uh, what this defense has done. You go back to Shikalimi. They won that game 37-6, to so held them under their average. And then held Berwick under their average. When Berwick scored 23, they were averaging 33 points coming into that game. They held Loyal Stock well under their average when they held them to 13 points. And tonight, trying to hold... A shutout here against Shimokin, which would hold them under their 17 points per game average as well. This defense has played well over the last four games. They're fantastic. And if you think about it, they're doing that without long sustained drives by their offense. Yeah, they're on the field a lot. Absolutely. Danny under center this time. Turn. Give it to Nate Schoen. Tiptoeing in backfield. Able to find a little crease. Uses strength to take it to the 40 four-yard line. They are in Seals Grove territory following that turnover on downs, but Nate Schoen gets the call there. He gets four, second down, and six. They got to get to midfield for the first down. That was just a, a straight-ahead inside zone run by, by Nate Schoen. He, he read the blocks of the offensive lineman, found a seam, got about four and a half yards. He stays in at the lone back in the backfield behind Danny Schock, who's under center. Turn, give it to him again. It's got some room. Dragon defender is going to get it into smoking territory to the 49-yard line. Pick up the first down. Tight formation. Looks like a two tight end look that time. Two tight ends, two flankers, one back. And it was the same play again. It was just a straight ahead inside zone run right. And uh, and Nate's finding he's doing a good job finding the seams in there between those combination blocks. At Trey Bainey at center, Steve Miller, Makai Shower at the guard, Vance Metzger, and Nick Schaefer at the tackle position. Also, I've seen a lot of Nick Young here tonight, but these offensive linemen looking to get that push up front, see if they go back to Nate Schoen on this first down and 10 at Shemokin, 49-yard line. They do. Give to Schoen again. He's got some room. Dragon defender to the 45-yard line. Five, First guy in there for Shemokin, number 68. That's Rodemal. He's a junior, 5, 980 pounds. But Schoen 
on what's that three straight carries now able to take it to the smoke at 45 yard line second down and six inside zone run again three plays in a row four or five yards a pop i'd never stop doing that if i were their head coach <laughs> are they going to stay with the double look here double tight end look they got two receivers to each side nate shown alone back in the backfield play action to shown got a wide open metzger at the 25 and he's going to be tackled at the 21-yard line. And it was a saving tackle that time by the Shemokin Indians. That's Wolfgang Pearson, the 5-4 defensive back, 150 pounds, able to take Metzger down, or he's tiptoeing into the end zone for a touchdown. But they went with the play action that time, Coach, and made a big play. They faked, they were successful with Nation running the ball in the inside zone. They pulled it out that time, faked the run, threw it to White Metzger on the seam pattern. He was just ran straight up the field, right up the hash mark. 24-yard reception that time for Wyatt Metzger from Danny Shock. Go back to Schoen again. Got to room. Second level. Taking the ball inside the 15 after running over a defender. And that's the thing, too, you say about, you know, going back to, that's where Nate Schoen shines, too. Yeah. No thinking. Just run. No, that just run. Yeah, absolutely. Just just be an instinct guy. He's, he's best when he's relying on his instincts. I think we all are. Absolutely, and that's what he does there as opposed to trying to reverse the field and go in different directions. He hit a hole that time, ran over defender, got it inside the 15-yard line, setting up a second down and three from the 14. Seals Grove leading 20 nothing here in the fourth quarter. Give the shown again between the tackles. Get away from a defender. He's going to take it inside the 10, down close to the 7-yard line. Goes junior running back Nate Schoen picking up the first down. It'll be a goal-to-go situation here for the Seals. And that was the same play. It was two tight ends, two wide flankers, and, and a single back in the backfield. And, and they're just handing it to him. He's running inside zone, just... Pounding it. The offensive line is really taking control right now. Getting a good push up front yeah. for the Seals Grove Seals. First down goal to go for the Seals. Give it to Schoen again. Tiptoes. Bounces the outside. Now cuts under defender at the five. And then stopped there by the smoking defense. Look, I put it about the six yard line. So it'll be a second down goal to go from the six. For the Seals, trying to add to their 20 to nothing lead with exactly six minutes to go in the ballgame. And that was the exact same play, except that time Schmokin did not get moved. Schmokin did a good job inside. Nate got a couple yards because he bounced it outside. Seals Grove won't be in any hurry here. Let the play clock run down. It's at 15 now, and they're just getting up to the line of scrimmage. As Danny turns, talks to Nate Schoen. Same formation. Ryan Amund's a tight end. He's on the left with Metzger on the right, tight end. Fake it to Schoen. Rolling to the right is Danny. Looking for Wyatt Metzger making the catch at the one-yard line. Turns it up, gets it into the end zone. Touchdown for the Seals, Grove Seals. So he, uh, that time, same formation, everything is the same. Dive play, or excuse me, inside zone run play. Except this time, Danny pulled it out. He booted out to his right and found a receiver in the end zone in the corner. Nice mixture that time when they needed a big play earlier in this drive. He found Metzger for the big reception. And after a couple back-to-back runs by Nate Schoen once again, he's able to find Metzger for the touchdown. Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point here. Good snap. The hold's good. The kick is up. Plenty of distance. Did he get through? 
Yes, it did. It's good for the Sealens Grove Seals as Kyle Rule kicks it through with 5.26 to go in the ballgame. Like the combination, we keep talking about how is this team going to morph into what they need to be moving throughout the rest of the season. Well, we see it. They just get, did it. Get the rushing game going and allow other things to open up. They just did it. That's exactly right. They got they 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 ran with Nate Schoen. They didn't make anything real complicated. It was just it was just an instinct running pattern for Nate, and and a couple times they pulled it out and and ran some play action pass, which was real effective. So yeah, I think they found their I think they found their their uh, their drive there. Their, I think they've they found what they like to do with the, and, and the other, that power run game going. Yeah, and the other thing they do it on eight plays with the combination of what we talked about. So eight yeah. play drive covering 60 yards took four minutes and 17 seconds. So using clock, using a lot of plays, able to overcome a couple mishaps here and there. But for the most part, the running game was going. And then from you needed two passes, one for the big play to Metzger to get deep in smoking territory. And then to finish it off with the touchdown, the five-yard touchdown reception by Metzger, again, on eight-play drive, covering 60 yards, took four minutes and 17 seconds. The extra point good. And Seals Grove now leads 27 to nothing with 5.26 to go in the game. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Return man trying to work its way up the right hash. Coverage good that time. Wolfgang Pearson on the return. But give credit to 28. Hahn makes a coverage stop that time. They're going to mark it right at the 25-yard line for the Schmokin Indians. They look up the clock, see themselves trailing. 27-0 to the Seals Grove Seals. The Seals defense now, their main concern right now is getting the shutout. They're leading 27-0 over the Schmokin Indians. They would love to get a shutout here. Dropping back is Nye. Rolling to his right. Gets rid of it. He's got a man. Making a catch is Mosser. Knocked out of bounds by Nylon. That time, uh, the Schmokin quarterback booted out or sprinted out. He ran a sprint out pass to his right. And he hit Masser on an out pattern about about eight yards downfield, maybe about ten yards downfield. And Metzger with that touchdown, that's his fourth touchdown of the season. Came in with six catches, 157 yards. He adds to it after the big catch, and he adds to his touchdown receptions on the season as well. He now has four passing touchdown receptions for the senior tight end for the Seals. Under center, Nye. Gives it to James. Not much there. He's going to try to dive over the 36-yard line. Maybe that's it before he stopped there. Good job up front by that defense at the Seals Grove Seals. Again, every quarter we're talking about candidates. The Smoking Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And we're putting together a couple of uh, fumble recovery as a candidate. The fumble recovery in the end zone by Nate Schoen as a candidate. The big long throw now in the fourth quarter was the Metzger reception from Danny Schock as a candidate for the Smokin' Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Second down and 10 for the Indians. Blitz coming by the Seals. Chikatana going in motion from right to left. Nye drops back. Looky left. Gets rid of it. Got a man wide open. Mosser makes the catch. Using his quickness to get away for Brett Four Up the left sideline. Good play that time for Mosser to pick up a first down on the catch from the freshman quarterback. That was a, a simple curl pattern by Mosser. It was a great job by him. Um, our, uh, our, our inside backers have to get underneath that. They've got to force that an overthrow by the quarterback on those on those um, those 
curl patterns by their outside receivers. First down pickup by Shimokin. They now have it at their own 48-yard line. Clock running with 421. She got out of bounds to stop the clock, so it sets right at 421 to go here in the ballgame. Man goes in motion to Shikitano from right to left. It's going to go to the deep man, James. He was grabbed in the backfield, maybe a, a face mask, but it wasn't called there. As Metzger got to him, the first guy, but looks like it's back to the original line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. So it's going to be a second down and 10 for the Schmokin Indians. Hey, stick around after the game. We'll have updated scores from around the valley, get final stats, final game analysis, and it's all part of the Service Electric Cablevision post-game show coming up after the game. So second down, and we'll call it nine as the ball's just inside of the Schmokin 49-yard line, 340 to go in the game. Ryan Alm is showing blitz. Shikatana goes in motion from right to left. That's where Nye's looking. He gets to the Shikatano, makes a man miss at midfield, gets in Seals Grove territory, as he'll go down at the 47-yard line. A pickup about five. It'll be a third down and five for Shimokin. And that was a play for about uh, the Seals Grove, Bill Scott years for about 1979, where they ran a sprint pass with a jet pattern underneath, and he hit that jet. A jet is is where you take a running back or a tight receiver, you run them about five yards downfield and have them run to the sidelines, and the quarterback hits them on that jet. That was a good-looking jet by Shemokin there. Showing his athletic ability after making the catch and picking up the five yards. Third down and five. Nye drops back. Look it. He's got a man out in the flat. That's Shikatano making the catch. He's going to get to the 40-yard line. And there's going to be a flag on the play as Metzger ran Nylon over and knocked him to the bench. And they're throwing a flag. Can you not do that to your own guy? Well, actually, what, what happened is, is uh, Nyland ran into the running back, and they threw it on Nyland. I think he got escorted by uh, Metzger on that one. Metzger came over and couldn't slow down, hit Nyland, and unfortunately Nyland ran into the, the guy. Back. He was out of bounds. You can't do that. It's a personal foul. That's going to march the ball all the way inside the Seals Grove, 25-yard line to the 23-yard line, 245 to go in the game. First down and 10 for Shemokin. They trail 27-0. Seals Grove trying to hold on to a shutout here. Nye under center. Man goes in motion from right to left to Shikatano. Nye drops back. That's where he's looking. Under some pressure from Kissinger, and he's going to go down. Kissinger able to get to him that time, stop him outside of the 25-yard line. That's going to be a loss of about four. Good play that time coming off the edge by number 19. Yeah, and that, that, Scott Kissinger, he, that was a very athletic play. He just it showed some speed there because Coach Hicks blitzed him off the edge, and uh, there was a sprint pass away, but he got there. Tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motors Seals game night right here on Eagle 107, the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. So second down and long for Shimokin. Nye dropping back. He's got some time. Now it closes quickly, but it gets away from showers. Trying to hit James out in the flat, not able to make the connection. Nye tried to hang in as long as he could on that one. But once Makai Showers got there, Schoen was able to get there as well. Falls incomplete. And that was a solid hit by Schoen. Uh, the quarterback did a good job just getting rid of that ball. 
So third down and 14. 158 to go in the game. Seals Grove trying to improve the four and three, setting up a game next week against Central Mountain at home. Of course, we'll have all the action for you here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. And again, stick around after the game. Dave will get down on the field, check in with Coach Derek Hicks, a couple players, and then come back up here for final analysis. It's all part of the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. We've got a timeout on the field here, Sean. Late in the game here, Seals Grove in command, 27 nothing with 158 to go in the game. Our game's looking around the valley. All right, Pat, we'll check our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard in the fourth quarter. Loyal Sock has Blackjack 21-0 over Mifflinburg. couple finals have already trickled in. Wellsboro defeating Milton 47-7. Early fourth quarter, Central Columbia 14, South Williamsport 7, Muncie 27, Montgomery 7 in the fourth, Nativity BBM 22, Midwest 7 in the fourth. Final score, Newport 20, Line Mountain 15. Berwick is blasting Hazleton 40-7. That's early in the fourth quarter. Also gone final, Mount Carmel 47, Hughesville 7. Also in the fourth, Montoursville 46, Danville 14. And Warrior Run 35, Bloomsburg 7 also in the fourth. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com and later, too, on Sunbury Motors game night. Back to Pat, Dave, and Zach. Following the timeouts, a third down and 14, 158 to go in the ball game. Schmokin has moved the ball to the Sealands Grove 27-yard line. Open set behind Nye. Man goes in motion from left to right. That's where Nye's rolling to the right. Got a man open. Tight end makes the catch, spins at the 20, falls to the 19. Ryan Allman kissing your own stop. They'll spot it at the 19-yard line. It'll be short of a first down, so it's going to be fourth down and medium here, maybe about six for the Schmogan Indians. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a big play if you want to preserve a shutout right now. Blake Kane made the catch. He's a senior, 6'195 pounds to take it to the 19-yard line. Fourth down play here for the Schmogan Indians. And again, that was a play-action pass with a very short pattern. Quarterback, this kid's only a freshman. He's doing a great job. He had to step in, injured Grimes. Quarterback for Shemokin. The freshman has come in. Blitz being shown. He's rolling to his right. He's going to take off, try to run. He's going to go down. Ball hits the turf, but they're going to say he was down. But it's going to turn the ball over on downs back to the Seals Grove Seals following the defensive stand. And that was... Well, Seals Grove just kind of overwhelmed him at that point. It looked like, I'm not sure if he was if he was dropping back to pass or if he was to try to run, but the Seals were there in, in mass before he had a chance to do anything. So turns it over on down. See, Nick Young has made his way in. Also coming into the game for Seals Grove, of course, number 79, Michael Ball, senior, six foot, 310 pounds. He's into the ball game here. Seals Grove will go into the best formation in football. Victory formation. formation. Look at the clock running here. As soon as officials put it back at play, Danny will get a clean snap and take a step back, kneel down. The clock will run. Seals Grove will come away from Kemp Memorial Stadium with the win. 27-0 over the Schmokin Indians. Seals Grove will improve the 4-3. and three, Set up next week's game back home at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field to take on Central Mountain. Central Mountain came in tonight, un, or uh, defeated 
And a game that surprised us all is uh, Chick Lemmy was able to go to Central Mountain last week and put up 50 points on Central Mountain. So Seelsgrove will go into that one heavy favorites, but it's all about preparation, getting yourself ready for the Central Mountain team. The Wildcats coming to Seals Grove next week. Of course, we'll have all the action for you. We'll start with Seals game day at 6, followed by the Derrick Hicks pregame show at 6.30, kickoff at 7 on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Remember to stick around. We'll have the Smoking Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Stats from our stack man, Zach Showers. Also, Dave's going to get down on the field and check in with Coach Derrick Hicks and some of the victorious Seals Grove Seals. Give you final analysis, and we'll send it to Sean for Seals game night. He'll get you updated on all scores and highlights from this game as well. Check in tomorrow night. Uh, part of the Sunbear Broadcasting family, <coughs> Lewisburg will be taking on Shikalimi. Shikalimi's homecoming. You can hear the Lewisburg coverage on 100.9 the Valley and the Shikalimi coverage on 1070 WKOK. As that's going to be the final kneel of the game, and the clock will wind down. The Seals Grove Seals get what we projected to be a big victory for the Seals Grove Seals as they are moving through the rest of the season. They get the victory of the Smoking Indians 27 nothing. We're going to send Dave down on the field and get his interviews with the player and, of course, the victorious head coach, Derek Hicks, all part of the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. Seals Grove proves the 4-3. and Schmoka drops to 2-5. and five. We'll step aside, come back, and bring you the postgame show. This is Seals Grove Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. TD, P-A-T, Q-B, all are important when playing football. And here's an important ingredient for playing the game of life. CPA, as in Bill Booker CPA. Bill's a great team member for all your accounting needs, income taxes, payroll, and bookkeeping. No matter if it's for one person or a whole business like your team on the field, Bill gets things done. He does the absolute best for all his clients. Get him on your winning team. Call him, William D. Booker, at 374-7343. Or visit him on Market Street in Sequins Grove, right next to the American Legion. At Aubrey Alexander Toyota, we believe the best new cars make the best used cars. Stop in today or check us out online at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Click and see our wide selection of certified used Toyotas. Each comes with a rigorous 160 multi-point inspection, a 12-month, 12,000-mile comprehensive warranty, as well as a 7-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Aubrey Alexander Toyota. We're on the strip in Sealands Grove. And remember, tell them Johnny said. Hey everyone, now is the time to come in and talk to me. Hi, I'm Courtney from Aaron's. There's great specials, no credit check, free setup and delivery. And guess what? Flexible payments and easy pay. And I, Courtney, invite you to visit our new location at 1102 North High Street, Sealands Grove. Or don't forget to visit at Aaron's.com. Hope to see ya. Eagle 107. Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford. Sean Carey with you in studio. In just a moment, we'll have our service electric cable vision postgame show. The Seals tonight get the win at Kent Memorial Stadium, shutting out the Indians. Shemokin's now lost four straight, 27-0 in favor of the Seals. Around the Valley tonight on the Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard, Loyal Sock is shutting out Mifflinburg 28 to nothing. They're halfway through the fourth quarter. 
Wellsboro disappointing Milton's homecoming tonight. The Green Hornets 47-7. Fourth quarter, Central Columbia. This will be a great win on the road for the Blue Jays as they're leading 17-7 in the pit over South Williamsport. Muncie will retain the old shoe. They're leading Montgomery 27-7 halfway through the fourth. Also in the fourth, Nativity BVM 22, Midwest 7. Final score, Newport 20, Line Mountain 15. In the fourth quarter, Upper Dauphin 38, Juniata 26. Fourth quarter, Berwick 40, Hazleton 7. Final tonight in Hughesville, the Spartans lose to Mount Carmel 47-7. Final tonight in Mentorsville, the Warriors keep cruising 46-14, defeating Danville. Southern Columbia remains undefeated. 56-14 at Thompson Street Stadium over Jersey Shore. Warrior run 42, Bloomsburg 7 in the fourth. And late in the third quarter, Tri-Valley leading Millersburg 35-7. It's time for the Seals Post Game Show, sponsored by Service Electric Cablevision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Welcome to Service Electric Cablevision Post Game Show. We're not going to waste any time. Let's go down to Dave Hess. All right, this is Dave Hess. Uh, the final score of the game is Seals Grove 27, Shemokin 0. A great victory for the Seals Grove Seals. I am lucky enough to be standing here with two great Seals. Scott Kissinger. Scott Kissinger, what did you think of your defense tonight? I mean, we played good. We hustled the ball. We just were solid all around. I was very impressed with your hustle tonight, your, your ability to get to the ball and make tackles. You did a great job. Um, any, any special preparations you guys uh, put in uh, this week for Shemokin? I mean, we always prepare, we watch film, everything, do drills that'll help us for this, and we came out to play. Okay, thank you, Scott, very much. Now I'm here with uh, the, the one and only, Wyatt Metzger, one of my favorite SEALs of all time, the, the tight end, the outside backer, the inside backer now, and the punt guru. Hey, uh, what do you do? Now, What can you tell me what your secret is to, to put those, those punts on a one-yard line and inside the 20? I honestly don't know what I do. I kind of just kick it and see where it goes. Now nah, you, you just blew it completely because I was thinking you were some sort of a master, a mastermind. No, I'm just kidding. You're doing a great job. I, I like that the way you kick them like a knuckleball, and they and they seem to go any different direction. They bounce, and they, they kind of sit. It's just great. Now, <clears throat> defensively, you guys did a fantastic job. Um, one, of the, one of the big differences I see with your defense is you transition to an inside backer. How's that been going? It's been going good. Coach Hiles done a good job of helping me get used to playing inside backer, and the more games I play, the more comfortable I feel. And you're, you're an attitude guy. I, I see that with you. I see the way you carry yourself, the way you play. You're, you're always playing with a chip on your shoulder. What do you do to prepare for a game like tonight? I just get ready like I do every other game. I get like pumped up and just watch film before and go execute. Uh, where, where do you... Uh, what, what are you thinking for the rest of the season now? You got a, you got a good win this week. Um, you, had, you had a good win, you know, uh, uh, you know a couple other good wins. But where, where do you think you stand now? I think we could win all three games if we play our best. If we keep playing like we are right now, we should have be in every single game from now on. Excellent. Thank you, Wyatt. Great job. I'm proud of you, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Coach Hicks, good night, good night. Uh, I, I noticed he had some sustained drives tonight, or at least one for sure, right? A few. But uh, what, what are you thinking with your offense? Uh, I'll tell you, second half I thought they came alive, played really well. You know, first half I told the kids at halftime the plays were there and we were just missing them. You know, it was uh, a shoestring tackle or a ball that, you know, was just slightly overthrown. And I told the kids, the plays are there, let them come to you. And uh, I thought in the second half they did a great job of that. Okay, good. Very good, Coach. And uh, 
How do you like your situation right now, where your where your team sits in terms of uh, the district playoffs and so on? This was a pretty big win for you guys tonight. Yeah, uh, you know this should uh, it's going to put us right in that picture for the one seed going with three games to go, uh, two home games, and then on the road at Montoursville. So, uh, you know, from uh, sitting at one and two to be at four and three right now, the kids are coming around and doing a great job. Okay, and most importantly. Let's get that home field advantage all the way through the playoffs because I don't want to go to Jersey Shore. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm kind of with you. I'd much rather stay home, play on the turf, than uh, Jersey Shore in November. Hey, good job, good job tonight, Coach. Your team has really come around. Yeah, I'm, like I said, the, the guys are starting to figure it out. They're playing hard, and uh, you know, if we can get an offense that's going to sustain drives like that, it just makes it easier on the defense. And uh, you know, they're doing a great job. Proud of them. Yeah, congratulations, Coach. I was just going to say you should be proud of those boys. Great job. Thank you. Appreciate Dave Hess getting down on the field in his shorts and his uh, golf shirt. He looks very comfortable out there. People are all bundled up with uh, blankets and hoodies, and Dave is uh, manning the weather out there as he comes off the field. So we appreciate him getting down there checking in with Metzger and Kissinger. Again, the defense played very well again here tonight. They shored things up in that second half and were able to pull together a shutout against the Shemokin Indians. And Seals Grove now has outscored Shemokin in the last six years, 194-71 to 71 with three shutouts. And uh, even more so, they avenge a stunning loss a year ago to Shemokin Indians. And that was a home game for the Seals when they lost 44-8 at the Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. So uh, they get the win tonight. They get the record over 500, set up a home game against Central Mountain next week. Now the Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And I'm going to go a little different here. And we just talked to the punter, Wyatt Metzger. Thought maybe he had, a, you know, just a, a skill and be able to pin the ball deep in the opponent territory as he did against Berwick. And it led to a pick six by Nyland. Well, this time he pinned him down at the one-yard line. It ended up uh, a fumble by Shemokin that led to a scoop and touchdown for Nate Schoen. So the punt by Nyland to put the ball inside the one-yard line set up the score for Seals Grove, and that's the Shemokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Shemokin Dam Health Center and Workplace Injury Institute offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-4333 for an appointment. That's the Shemokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. We come back. I was just handed the stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. We'll get Dave back up in the booth, get final analysis on this one, and look ahead to the game next week at home against Central Mountain. All part of the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Watto Chiropractic. Spinal decompression therapy can help you recover from disc-related pain, leg pain, mechanical back pain, and sciatica. If you've been injured in a car accident at work, at home, or on the field, Call Watto Chiropractic at 570-539-2600. Or visit us on the web at wattochiropractic.com. We'll help you recover naturally. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. 
Mark and Troy here from Zimmerman Motors. It's Ram Power Days, and we're celebrating with huge discounts to get you in the new Ram you deserve. We have a fantastic selection of Rams, all discounted for the special event. And if you own another brand, we can save you up to $10,000 on a new Bighorn model. Ram Power Day discounts all month long. 2019 Ram Quad Cab 4x4 starting at $32,500. 0% financing. It's time to buy that new truck. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury. Eagle 107. Welcome back to the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show from Kemp Memorial Stadium. Seals Grove gets the win, 27-0 over the Shemokin Indians to improve a 4-3. Dave was down on the field, and I always like to throw it to you, Dave, as I did Ryan, just to get kind of your feel from down on the field. How does guys take this victory here at Kemp Memorial Stadium? Uh, they were absolutely happy. It was almost like there was a sense of relief. I think that they felt like they played a bit more of a complete game tonight. Um, they, they were happy. Awesome. And that's always a good perspective after the win here tonight. Again, as Seals Grove or it was able to get on the board early and got the touchdown, Nate Schoen, after a fumble by Shemoke and finished off a two-play drive. The extra point was no good. Fortunately, that did not come into play later in the game. But Seals Grove led 6 nothing to the end of the first quarter. And then they put another score on the board. It was shown again, this time a one-yard fumble recovery as he's able to take it in. And the extra point was good. It's 13 nothing with 1.15 to go. What a momentum builder that was going into halftime. Plus, they got the second-half kickoff to set that up. So it was 13 nothing at halftime. Seals Grove would get a touchdown, 70-yard pass from Danny Schock to Nylon on one play, taking about 10 seconds. It came with 6.43 to go in the third, a 20-point lead at that point. That would be the score at the end of the third. And Seals Grove finished off with another touchdown as Danny Schock was able to get his seventh touchdown throw of the season to, to Wyatt Metzger, his third touchdown reception of the season. That came from just five yards out. That completed an eight-play drive covering 60 yards. Took four minutes and 17 seconds. The extra point good, and that would be all the score. And Seals Grove gets the shutout as they beat the Schmokin Indians 27 to nothing. Seals Grove improved a 4-3. and three. They'll take on Central Mountain next week. Schmokin falls to 2-5. and five. They'll have to take on the Danville Ironman. Taking a look at the stats, again, given to me by our stat man, Zach Showers. Seals Grove win 27 nothing. The first downs was just about even. Seals Grove did get 12 first downs, Schmokin 11. Rushing department, what a second half it was for Seals Grove. In the first half, they were only put up 52 yards rushing, but they were able to put up 125 for the game. And led by Nate Schoen, he was able to pick apart some of that Shemokin defense there and late in that game and able to establish bit of a running game along with Danny Schock as well. Dean Hollenbach played well from the running back position. In the passing department, 136 yards for Danny Schock. And as we talked about, the big one, 70 yards to Nyland. So total offense for Seals Grove, 261. Now for the Smoking Indians, rushing department, 66 on the ground in the air, 107. So 173 yards total for the Smoking Indians. Again, penalties, Difficult for both teams. Corrections needed. Seals Grove ended up with six penalties for 50 yards. Shemokin, six penalties for 35 yards. There was a turnover bug here tonight as Seals Grove fumbled the ball twice. And they, or Shemokin fumbled it three times and threw an interception 
And again, one of those fumble recoveries by the Seals Grove Seals was a one-yard recovery for the touchdown. Now look at individual numbers. First four, the Schmokin Indians and Nye came in after Grimes was hurt. And Nye ended up having a nice evening, 10 for 15, 94 yards, did throw an interception. Grimes, before getting hurt, was only 3 for 11 for 13 yards. Main receiver on the night, Mosser, six catches for 49 yards. Chikatana was the other big receiver for the Schmokin Indians. He only ended up with 10 yards on three catches. So good job defensively against the passing department for the uh, Seals Grove Seals. In the rushing department, Madden ended up with 68 yards on 14 carries. And Nye was sacked, and he only, he had seven carries for 20 minus 22 yards. So, again, Seals Grove defense coming up big in the shutout over the Schmokin Indians. Now looking at the Seals Grove Seals, individual numbers first from the rushing department, show nine carries, 52 yards. Hollenbach, nine carries for 39 yards. And, excuse me, that was Shock had nine carries for 52 yards. Shown at 12 carries for 33 yards. In the passing department, Danny Shock ended up four for 16, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Nyland had one catch on the night, but it went 70 yards for a touchdown. Metzger had two catches, and one of them was for a touchdown. He totaled 27 yards on the night. Dave, you talked about a perspective from down on the field, that relief. Now we can move on the rest of the season. You get over 500. They return home for back-to-back. you got to feel like you're in a pretty good spot as the Seals Grove Seals from the defensive side is going to shut down uh, pretty much anyone they take on, and they've shown that week in and week out. Now the offense, can it continue to grow and build some momentum as they're trying to uh, finish out the regular season. That's exactly what needs to happen. And and I'll tell you what, that defense is like a, a tremendous insurance policy. You always have that in your box, your back pocket. You know you can count on it. You can, and and that that is huge because teams over five hundred. We'll see if that happens for the Sealands Grove Seals. Again, bringing the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show from Kemp Memorial Stadium. Seals Grove gets the win, twenty-seven nothing over the Shemokin Indians. Remember, you can always catch Bucknell Bison football on Eagle 107 with Doug Birdsong, Kevin Hur, starting with the Bison buildup on Eagle 107. Next week, the Seals take on the Central Mountain Wildcats at home at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Catch Seals game day with me, Pat O'Brien, and Dave Hess starting at 6, the Derek Hicks pregame show at 6.30, followed by the kickoff at 7 from Seals Grove Area High School. That wraps up Seals postgame show presented by Surface Electric Cablevision. Again, the final score, it's a shutout for the Seals as they beat the Schmokin Indians 27-0. For Zach Showers, our stat guy, Sean Carey, our producer, Dave Hess, this is Pat O'Brien saying thanks for joining us for tonight's Seals football game on Eagle 107. Up next, scores and highlights from across the region with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motor Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 at the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.